Test East End 162 and it's me Gary P and of course the Prof Carl Riley. We're back here, back in our traditional time slot of Saturday morning. Two very weary hoops here. <laughs> we, we are in bits here. <laughs> oh god, yeah, so uh, big shout out to our sponsors, Man Manscaped of course, Tiffy's T-F-T-E-S is our code and Prof is going to kill me if, if that gings again. Uh, we are going to go for Tiffy's T-F-T-E-S is our code, get 20% off and Prof... James Lowe is now a Baldy Balls. Mooner mm. is a Baldy Balls. There's Baldy Balls all over the South Stand. So a uh, big shout out to all the lads who support us and who have Baldy their balls in honour of Tifties. Mick McCarthy says I go very quiet during this segment. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you noticed. Because mm. <laughs> Gareth is the only one that's going to be talking to his town halls for the time being. Uh, and, and of course, Ocean Electrical, our forever sponsor. And like we every week, you know what you know what to do. If you need anything, anything construction wise, anything like that, Ocean Electrical are your guys. They are fabulous, fabulous. And Leinster Credit, of course. Just when it's not your day and things aren't going your way, they got you back. So Leinster Credit, of course. Check them out. They have all sorts of deals. Get your new doors. You want new doors, prof? Why not? Get new doors. You need a plumber, prof? Why not? I'll get you a plumber. Prof, do you want, I don't know, do you want a gold guitar, Prof? Why not? Get you that. <laughs> Call to get, get in touch with Leinster Credit. So that is it for our sponsors. And we're going to review the Dundalk and Slovan Bratislava games from the past week. And it's a special European edition of the Tifties Hotline. And I have to say, Prof, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And um, possibly the best hotline we've done. This, this is a cracker. Oh, it's just thinking about it and then having the great memories and then not being there this year. Oh, I always want to go it's to about, Yeah, it is bittersweet because they're talking about stuff that we, unless we get to the group stages of the conference, uh, like Europe's a write off, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. There were some, uh, there were some very crafty hoops getting some dental appointments as well. We'll talk about that. But, uh, Prof, we have a new addition to the On Post team. One of the new hoops. One of our elder statesmen, as you could say, Sean McNulty, is now a, a postman. One of us. One yeah. of us. So we're taking them all on, Prof. We're taking over the world. The posties. And, um... You got the, the usual text from Jim Conroy on the morning of the podcast. He said, great interview with Tall Terry, as Big Deck called him. He said he has some great times with Mr. and Mrs. P., uh, hope Mrs. Palmer is keeping well. Lovely people, lovely memories. Keep on hooping. P.S. Contracts on the back of major packets. 
Brilliant and true. That's mental. Just shows you how crazy it was back then, doesn't <laughs> it? Major. So, uh, unfortunately, probably we've, had, we've lost another hoop. It's rest in peace to Keith Nolan. He was a regular at Tala. So, condolences to all the Nolan family. And we beat Dundalk 3-1, Prof. And, uh, yeah, back in... This was Jaden's first game back, and he was delighted. Absolutely chuffed to, to see the hoops again. Was there any pre-match stuff? I, I, I no, there was nothing, unfortunately. <clears throat> I was actually... I just made kick-off. Just made kick-off. It was one of those busy days. He had kickboxing. He had football training. There was all sorts going on. and actually forgot one <clears throat> child as well. And then I forgot about Rob Lavelle as well. So it was... The, ch- other, <clears throat> the other child. I was childless. Rob lavelle Yeah. Um, one child was ringing me. She was like, y- are you going to connect me? I was like, fuck! <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like Home Alone too. Was it? Yeah. Uh, so 3-1 Prof and SRFC TV is... Do you know what? I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about... Well, it would be crazy to have the match on as well as being in the stadium and listening to Khan and Graham because they're brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Would that be weird? No, so you could have them in your ear while you're actually at the game. You could see why you're tempted, yeah. I love Graham. I think Graham is brilliant. Or if you could just sit beneath him in the East End and just sort of yeah, like yeah. have the old-fashioned cup in your hand. Like yeah, yeah, through, yeah. Through the gantry. Like from the, from the, well, the treehouse to the, to the house, <laughs> yeah. Well, brilliant. Brilliant double act. And they just, yeah. they're just they're both totally into it. And you can tell. And can I just say one thing as well? Right, as as brilliant as these guys are, I don't think we'd ever stoop to the lows that Bo stooped to. Did you hear their most recent one with the co-commentator on it? Absolute, for, for the goal. For, yeah. yeah, absolute disgrace. Have some sort of professionalism and pride in your product that you bring out. That was a disgrace. Absolute clown of a bloke. Shouldn't be let near a microphone. Absolute clown. That was cringy as hell. Horrible, horrible stuff. Like like you say, Con and, and Graham, great team. Great, great insight. Like, I don't mind a bit of bias. Yeah. I actually didn't mind the one before that. Mm. The one in our game. I found that funny at times. And I thought, no, okay, yeah. he's a little bit over the top. But it wasn't to the point where I'd say, oh, I have to turn this off. Where maybe Dale did say that. But I, I got it. I got what he was getting at. You know, a little bit of piss taken here and there. This fellow was just an idiot. It was it was horrible to listen to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Guttural scream and things like get a grip will you man like people have to listen to that whereas SRC TV is actually getting praise from other clubs even even, even can pop. you tell can you please tell us who picked SRFC TV as the number one production Killian M <laughs> yeah he actually put that on Twitter that says it all yeah it's because he's been excommunicated by Bowes maybe he's trying to come yeah. to us you know everyone knows us except uh a certain Dundalk podcast who spends one or two minutes ranting about how awful they are. And as, there goes! Ah. As, you, as you're listening to it, because I think what they were, it was because of the scales penalty. They were saying that, that was that was biased. But you could just hear it in their voices, they're fuming. Mm. Like they recorded that the Saturday morning uh, after games, which pushed us to shame a little bit, but there you go. The accent, do you ever know, the accent isn't like there's weights on their vocal cords. It's like they're pulling down. They've got like a dumbbell hanging on their vocal cord just stretching on it. Oh, you can just hear their fumes. It's great though. It's things you love to see, isn't it? My first live interview, Gar. First live interview? Oh, I didn't even catch that one. Ah, prof. Officially in the Tony O'Donoghue role. I was mad like, I could actually hear above me because I'm standing beside the East End and I can hear Con like, uh, kind of, he's near the end of the production, 
and I can just hear him in the distance and he goes, let's hear from the manager, Stephen Bradley. And then I get a tap on the shoulder from the cameraman and then I'm talking to Brazzer. Did he do the two I finger? Never, I never he, thought I'd be doing that. Did he like, do the two finger thing? He's like, go. <laughs> yeah. Prof. Step up, Prof. There you go. So onto the team, Prof. Congratulations to Prof for popping his cherry. Popping his live, his live TV cherry. You know, Prof, I've done a few myself already. If you needed tips or anything, you could have just came to me, you know. But I'll tell you a few times myself, you know. Bleeding media hard here. <laughs> so we're going on to the team, Prof. Work was suspended. Danny on the bench. Green back up front. And Tell's debut. So a blockbuster of a start in 11. A much anticipated debut. Much anticipated debut. Tell, can I just say about his physique... He doesn't. He doesn't. Does, does he have a footballer's physique? I don't. I think he might be. Is it stupid to say too big? Like he, is he too muscular? He's a fucking monster, and his mobility wasn't what I remembered. You know what I mean? But it's early days. We'll move on. And we'll put that down to rustiness. Yeah, it'll take him a few games to get up to speed. But when you're talking about rustiness, he had the ball in our own half, and he was doing a few little pirouettes, and he just happened to lose possession, and then. Uh, he was dispossessed and it was a lovely ball in I think it was McElhaney maybe whoever had the ball dispossessed him and slid in Hoban and Hoban was never going to miss him there lovely little finish down to the bottom left and when he started celebrating in front of us I just thought to myself yes we're going to beat these now I know we're definitely going to beat these now did you see my stat no no what was it four four three times three consecutive Tala games between Robbers and Dundalk Pat Holborn has scored and we have beaten them. Brilliant stuff. Keep it up, Pat. <laughs> Keep it up. But the chance, the other chance as well, um, ball whipped in, absolutely inch perfect cross. He rolls perfectly, buried the header with pace, with power. And man, it's happened. To, and, and this was brilliant because the sec, the second he put that on his head, right? Second hit his head, I think I said the deco fits. I said, goal. Jaden was beside me as well. Goal. And when he got down... It was one of those things where you look at each other and you both go, <gasps> and you're like, yeah, but I didn't expect him to save it because he hasn't been making those saves. This is one where I was I was like proper jello. Where you've yeah. been in the sales stand. <sighs> I, I, I'd love to have been behind this. Some I people, thought I went in now after that. I thought I kind of went behind yeah. the line. Some but, people in line would actually said probably nearly crossed the that's line. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought initially, but uh, other than that, it was absolutely when unbelievable. When he gets down... He gets a strong right hand strong. on it. Strong. It looked for sure it was going over the line, like it was possible to reach. Mm. And is this the best save we've seen in Tata? Oh, God. Because normally when you talk about saves, you're saying Thompson and Belgrade. But let's say just Tata. Oh, my God. That's a great show. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come back to that. Could be a Tifty's hotline question. We Yes. We had a bit of a... We had a bit of a mare for a year or two with goalies or a while, mm. so I don't think there was that many saves. We'd have to go back to maybe the Manises. Um, oh, that's a tough one. We're going to have to move on. We're going to have a section on that. I don't think he's had many reaction saves, has he, the last... I think he had a couple of good ones against, was it Dundalk earlier in the season? He's had a couple of outrageous ones. Yeah. That's that, Here, right, there's there's the challenge. Uh, Kane, uh, who else have we got? Who else our videographer? Any of you videographers, yeah. Raphael, uh, anybody out there, we want the montage of Manus saves. That's yeah, let's get want. some goalkeeper love. Yeah. You know, we've seen all the Twiggy 50 goals compilations and all. Let's get some Manus montage saves. Yes, yes. That's that's it. That's what's coming. Uh, sure media, how could I forget Philly Maguire? That's right up his alley. But 37 minutes and then Fatboy Holbin lays on Scalesy. And uh, how about this? So, scale, so ball pops up. 
Hoban just happens he tries to help it on but he heads into this into the path of scales scales I think he takes a touch sets himself and then opens up his body opens up his body perfectly and arrows it into the top corner and was more, more of a pass kind of uh, yeah it was, wasn't an arrow was it it was a curling it was like yeah. it's like he was putting someone in on goal but it just went top corner like cracking goal just curled it in the gorgeous 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 finish so that's two goals both against the dock both crackers yeah brilliant stuff from Scalesy again then the we man started, just does not score an ordinary goal we started okay. to kind of tip on them we started to put the pressure on we were playing well even at that point though mm, we were no it was a good half I was mm. happy with the half but it could have been we could have been 2-0 down could have been 3-0 down mm. I, the penalty as well and, the, if, and if we go 2-0 down yeah. you're thinking maybe game over and you're also thinking where, where does our season go from here football's amazing if we lost that game isn't it isn't it, isn't it brilliant what football does to you we yeah. lost that game with a Rishi Tell clanger. Oh, imagine. But, uh, yeah, so we had a free kick on the edge of the box. We had Richie Tell. And I was thinking to myself, top corner. Top bins, as the kids say. And uh, it didn't happen. Hit the wall. Little help bomb from Finner. Little, right, little outside of the right foot. And then the second the second he hit it, my, my missus records them all. So that's the good thing about having... Your misses at the game at times they will record things, whereas I despise that. Phones in the pocket. But what? What was she just recording a free kick? She, yeah, she, she records all the frees and any potential flashpoints like that. Oh, okay. So it's great. It is great. It's but brilliant. sometimes I wonder how people yeah, get goals yeah, on no, their phone. Yeah, no, I hate phones at matches. It's in your pocket. Live score comes up. You have a beep or a bet on. Have a look at that. Don't be recording penalties and fucking goals mm. and shit like that. But your misses do it. Yeah, that's grand. She can do it. So, uh, pops up the Gannon and. The second it popped up, I think there was a thing. Who else was who else was trying to have a pop at it? I'm not sure who it was, but screamer, right foot, ah, going outwards. It was it was struck similarly to Danny, how he struck it against Dundalk as well. Remember Dundalk goal? Danny scored where he struck it outwards with the out and and it kind of swerved outway outways like yeah, not right into the top corner. Brilliant. Car, I, I, I enjoyed this goal. Yeah, I think you I did. I think this yeah. is the most I celebrated the goal in Prop quite a long. around with the microphone. Carl, like, <laughs> interview! Interview! <laughs> Do you remember the Swiss fan against Dundalk? No. You know, he, he became a meme. How, like, just kind of... Kind of nerdy fellow glasses at 3-1. He's looking kind of dejected. Oh, against... Um, it wasn't Dundalk. You're talking about the Euros. Yeah, the Swiss fan. Oh yeah, against France. Against France. Yeah, yeah, that was dog. brilliant. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. And then the next fan, <laughs> I didn't quite have my shirt off. But, no. But the veins and all popping. It was, it was pos- yeah, possibly yeah, there. Yeah, just about to take the shirt yeah. off. The, the cops, the cops were on the scene. Also, there was um in, coming up later in the, in the TFT's hotline. I think it was Ben Stafford who says, he, uh, his friends don't remember him celebrating the goal. And he said he was kind of disappointed with that because he went mad hmm. and he must have come down. And I feel like that that happened to me a lot. Remember our friend Al Murphy? He was like, he was like, I've never seen you celebrate a goal. Yeah. And he just, I go, I go mad for like a minute, and then I just, I come down. Everyone else is kind of still going mad for a few more seconds. Al turns around and he's like, "Fucker's not even moving." <laughs> Do you know it's funny though because you're just you're, you're going absolutely bananas. Had a few, had got a few little runs in as well down the steps again. I love the run oh, yeah. down the steps. Oh, you can't say that's still. more of the better one. But I like the run down the steps. End yeah. up hugging Peter Richardson and everything. <laughs> and um, so then you you walk back up and you're just like, now that was nice, <laughs> nice little celebration. But yeah, so we went in. 
2-1 uh, so it was very 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 positive great time to score prof you know I love when you score at these times oh rails and receptions from the fans Every, the whole, everyone in the stadium was buzzing at this point it really was it was brilliant stuff just it was excellent everyone a massive lift and can I say that uh, McElhenney head totally out of the game I think as we were on top of the second half um, that, that, I, I only realised he was playing I was like, Jesus, he's on, he's on the right. Why is he on the right? Playing, he should be playing through the middle. And he was totally anonymous. Terrible. Really had a poor game. Mm. Uh, I think their midfield was, I think Sluggett was a big loss. Your man Zahibo came on. <coughs> this was, I, I thought he was okay. He didn't do enough for me though. But you can tell he has talent. This, this is a rejuvenated Dundalk side for sure. Yeah. Compared to the start of the season. All God's chosen, Puff. Oh yeah. But, second half though, they... They looked out of ideas, to be fair. Our, our Tifty's WhatsApp group was split on Sonny. Sonny Natastad. Yeah. I think he's a bum. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's a big, bulky, useless centre-half. He's definitely tall. Wouldn't fit into our team. I think he gets away with it just because he has a bit of height. He cleared everything up. Do, 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 mm. do, uh, I don't buy that. I think... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have him near my team. I don't think he's good at all. I heard you were taunting poor Bibi the whole match care. It wasn't me. <laughs> Some other podcast host. Oh, it was brilliant, man. I don't know, it just sounds easy. It just <laughs> sounds easy to say, and it sounds like a taunt. And you know what the funny thing was? Every so often, he looked behind his shoulder. Real <laughs> sketchily, like, as if someone's going to jump on him. I was just going, we are, job is done here, like. <laughs> I was just a baby. It's just a baby. A baby. <laughs> It's gonna. It's tr- it threw him off, man. He was rattled, mm. and every time, every time he got the ball, ooh, I love taking the piss out of keepers. <laughs> a very, very beloved hobby of mine. But we came back out, prof. Well, the second half for the first twenty minutes, it was very quiet affair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a uh, scrappy, scrappy to say the least. Brazier said that's exactly what they wanted. Getting and drawn into a scrap. He liked to say we managed the game well. And then we have 75 minutes to the clincher. Greener came in. And this came out of nowhere for me. Now, um, I have to say this. I was so keep Comerford at the game, right? And we had a deep free kick. And it was maybe 10, 15 yards away from the halfway line, right? So I'm saying to myself, it's going nowhere. And I'm saying to Keith, Keith, I hate when balls get put in here at this area. Never, never get any joy out of it. We're <laughs> fucking... Br- oh, okay, scored. So I was looking at I was giving out, I was saying, why put it in there? Work it in, you know, go down the flank. Don't just whip in a random shite ball. And then Green, I just scores out of nowhere. <laughs> and Man, he, imagine uh, turning around to people and saying something foolish to your mates just as we do something brilliant during a match. I that, know. Yeah, that would never happen yeah. to me. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was hilarious. And it was some finish. But this is what frustrates me about Greener. Like, that was a brilliant finish from a very fucking cute angle. A tough, tough way to score. Mm-hmm. And he shoots it through a defender. Goalkeeper had the advantage through the angles. And he, and he does this like... Oh, it really frustrates me so much because he has the potential, do you know what I mean? Potential, he's toward the odd. But still, do you know what I mean? You're talking about the glare and miss, was it the... Oh, that wasn't that bad. I'm not I'm not too too unhappy with that because that flashed across the goal and he just stuck a foot out. It wasn't as bad as... It, it looked in the, the south stand. Post, yeah, it? it wasn't yeah. as bad as it looked as a back post. Or in the south stand. I mean, I wouldn't he, was get, hold... he was getting a lot of stick for it, but no, I, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I, we give him stick. I doubt that flashed across him. He was lucky to even get a foot on it. So, um, no, super strike. 
brilliant stuff really with greener and like you have to play him in these games Dundalk and Bowes games he just he, he gives us an extra 5-10% yeah we'll talk about uh, Stan Lemons and predictions soon I have a I think I think he's he's essential in Europe as well. So, um, talking points, prof scales, peno incident. Jason Maloney offered me his glasses at the back of the south stand because I didn't think it was at first. I think it is. And hundred percent. What the fucking is it? Whatever. Um. It, yeah. After watching it back, it was clumsy, but I could see where the ref didn't give it because it was more. I think it was more of the defender kind of going down. No, it wasn't. It wasn't scale. It was the attacker going down force nearly, and scales just kind of toppling him over. It was. It was a penalty, but I don't think it was a stone. as people are saying. I think it's hilarious that he actually he gives the free out. I couldn't believe it. I just I couldn't believe my eyes at the time. I was thinking, right, okay, it's it's not that bad. But when I looked at it the back, I was like. Oh. That, that, it is a penalty it is a penalty but I don't think it's a stone wall as people were fucking going on about but it's mm. a, definitely a foul in the box but performances prof I think overall I think this is the best performance since I'll say AC Milan AC Milan was the last time I remember us all playing well I mean Manus played well Grace was brilliant Grace was so good in this game it's his best performance yeah. in a long time Finn was just Finn led the line fantastically immense. in the mid- middle of the field with Pico another good game uh, but, scales everybody Gaffney it can I give really my good. my usual shout out to Gaffney but I think I want to say that Gaffney has been doing this in patches for a while now yeah. though. he's been playing like this not with not he had way more joy in this game yeah and he was more effective he's dynamic isn't he but he, he has been doing this yeah. I think and just it all came right for him here yeah. and he was see when superb. he went for that run on the left oh and they tried to chop him and then they did chop him, and they didn't pull it back to ch- yeah. to book the first chopper. So I was frustrated with that, and we I love that. I love when that happens when they don't book. Not I love when it happens, but I love the reaction of when they mm. don't book the fell that he didn't blow up for. Mm. And we're all there going, hey, "What about your man? What about your man?" Everybody's <laughs> yeah. waving cards. Everybody's waving cards. Yeah, but it's like a running joke, isn't it, in our group? Like about Greener and and Gaffney. Like, oh, they run the channels. Well, look at this game. Gaffney tormented. Oh, he's so good in that. Like when he's when he's on it, he's great. And um, oh, I think he is. He's a very good player. He's, been, he's up there for player of the year so far. Up there with Danny Mandrew and Finner. Every time someone dealt with him, every time someone doubts Finner, he pulls out a performance like this. And yeah. quite often, it's, it's against Dundalk. Yeah. Funny enough, as all the club, skip. But the skip came out and shut the doubters yeah. up. Gary O'Neill, his best game in, in, in a Robert shirt for a little how, while. How how good was it to see him just clattering people? Yeah. Just mi- I think I counted four absolutely brilliant tackles in the middle of the park. You know the ones you celebrate, Chiellini be celebrating them. You go and just just clattering fucking <laughs> fellas in the middle of the park. It's brilliant to see. Yeah. And then he has a bit of discipline beside him. I think Maloney said this as well, and it was a great point. When he has a bit of discipline beside him, he has somebody in there who will help and work his way around the way Gary O'Neill works. And it just works. It's brilliant. It's great to see. It's good to see Gary O'Neill back playing well. Hoping the Sloven game doesn't hit us too hard. But What does that mean for the team selection though? If if Finn and O'Neill are a good combo and we're going to start Richie Town every week, Big where does that leave Burke and you and Watts? Exactly. Exactly. That is why um, Ga- uh, Brad's is the gaffer. Yeah, there were so many man the match contenders, wasn't there? But it was brilliant to see. And then, like mm. Prof, the, 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 the difference in our subs... I mean, we got Watts, we Danny, we Bork, 
Uh, we, we, no, we know Burke was suspended, wasn't he? Yeah, Burke was suspended. But we Danny with Watts, we like Joey. Oh, Sean Cavanaugh so... was on the bench for the first time, actually, as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like... Yeah, even before the match, you're looking at the subs bench and you're like, compare this to two months ago. Mm. Look it at was our... very good. It was a great performance. But Look we, at our options now. We have we have been, I'd say, bland, toast with no butter. You know, we've been just normal, not really doing much. And this was such a. Just a jolt it was such to an the up, system. It wasn't it? It was up a level, for sure. It was fucking brilliant. It really was. And so satisfying leaving. So satisfying leaving Tallis Stadium. Just happy. I put you in such a different mood compared to the last few weeks. Cause we actually hadn't won our last four games at Tallis. Exactly, yeah. And because uh, we had to be beating the likes of these lower league sides, don't we? Like Harps and Dundalk. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, so that was our subs. And yeah, so just overall, very, very happy. Great. Back of the game with Jane, um, the back in the perch with the lads, it's just brilliant. Really, really happy. Uh, the quicker we get a bar at the bottom of the steps, the better, because that's where everybody seems to congregate. Could you imagine? Or even we could have some random person just squirting beer in from the outside <laughs> into our mouths through straw. I remember Rocket Man used to have that that tap in a, on his hand. Even that would work. But we need something. We need something there. Um, yeah, we need, we need our own beer mascot as well, like Dove Man. Yeah, Dove Man. <laughs> we have to think of something else. Yeah, so the Dundalk fans, prof, extra loud because of the extra fingers. Um, did, I don't, uh, I don't know. They didn't do much. I'd say they're. I don't, I, from what I heard, they gave back tickets, but it didn't look like a hundred. How? Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, I think they gave back tickets, but, but how? Um, how? How? Like depressing must it be? At the moment, to be a Dundalk fan, like, must be really bad. In fairness, they actually were very noisy in the first half, mm. considering, like, like, like you say, it wasn't a full allocation. But uh, once the two goals went in, nothing from them. Usual. They Usual were carry on. They were sick. But I will say as well, our, our now our rivals, not friends anymore, Prof. Not friends anymore with the Friday, I'm in Louisville. Uh, but a few harsh words for us in the last one, saying that... Uh, we shouldn't be slating them and they're a Dell effort. But it was terrible, let's be honest. They had a better one. They came up with, <laughs> funny enough, because of the Dundalk game, we do sing the Adams family anyway. They came up with a scales one. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit better. Eurovision next for Dale. So you're having a bit of an olive branch there, yeah? I don't know about the mm-hmm. olive branch. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one now. I think we're going to have to be rivals now. We can't be podcast friends anymore. Jesus. <laughs> Friendship didn't last long. Did it? <laughs> no, it, didn't. We doesn't, have, it doesn't really with Tipties, does it? We have more podcast rivalries than we do friendships. Yeah, yeah, true. El Vinny, not a, not a happy camper in the dugout either. No, 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 not at all. It's a. Mm. I I think he's. It's a strange one. Like who who made the decision to bring him in? Was Jimmy Jilton sitting there with Hulitzer and just the boys, and they're thinking, oh, lads, we're gonna have to get Vinny Army. No one else fucking wants it. I can't bring Vinny up there and Vinny just decided yeah I'll do that I'll, I'll, I'll point to proof yeah well the rumour was Magildan wanted something else nobody wanted hip hurt that's all they could get nobody wants to go in and work under uh, conditions like that it's it's, mm. it's shocking but the cracker of a game wasn't it like it, especially the first half it, it reminds you of the 3-2 last year it was that sort of vibe the back and forth and and we hadn't seen a goal scored into the cell stand since the fans came back. Oh, so that was that's why it was so cool to have the greener goal. And uh, 
that's why we're champions rang out there yes did you get involved in that after one after the tour goal yeah boom sucked that one up Dundalk it was great great to see things you love to see bro yeah so uh, up next prof we have a very 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 enjoyable edition of the 50s hotline okay so the questions were as follows we'll answer our real we'll, we'll throw in a few little answers as well so predict how many games Rovers will play in the European competition this season and predict the Euro 2020 winners um, going for Italy prof have the Peroni in have the Bruschetta in I have the uh, Stracciatella ice cream I have um, all sorts of Italian cuisine in you can hear a lot of fear in people's voices when they talk about England in this oh God. hotline and by the way we, these were recorded before the semi-finals that's why I think someone picked Spain and it was be- recorded before the first leg mm-hmm. against Slovan that's why there was a bit more optimism in some of them exactly but uh, yeah I'm going to go I'm going to go 12 as well I'll go Europa Conference League group stages prof that's what I'm going to go for I'll be caught in the middle I'll say 6 6 games for the prof what's and, your best oh go on go on and I'll say unfortunately England are going to oh. win the Euros what's your best and worst memory travelling to see Rovers away in Europe can football or pub related favourite goal ok favourite goal prof it's oh god I missed I missed Darnan I was in taking a piss with the whack uh, I got to see I think I think Bran has to be Pigo because once again did a little jog running around ended up beside an elder statesman we could say who ended up falling about 15 feet off the terrace Um. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't break anything it was mental so I was celebrating with him and all of a sudden he's gone I was like where's this fella gone he's on the deck that was a brilliant goal um, what else Danny Carr Danny Carr in Stockholm was mental everybody just running around like a, like a madman and then the like, we should, I think one of the most upsetting ones was probably the misses in, in Stockholm Kustran and Greener's header like that that was like mental it was so so upsetting not to score that and go through um, worst memory AOK outside <laughs> waiting for us <laughs> <laughs> the, the imaginary hooligans that were outside every half hour um, and favourite goal that you saw uh, for some people that's an easy one why are playing and uh, number three here um, oh actually hold on can we just talk about Bergen really quickly as well Connor Foley uh in the pink jersey bouncing around and the man bag and the man bag like a big marshmallow just protecting all the Rovers fans <laughs> that was mental and uh, the coppers giving us compliments out that was a nice punch <laughs> uh, brilliant Norway Norway was one of the nicest cities like I said we, it takes you to places you'll never ever see who the fuck goes to Bergen Bergen's the most picturesque city I've ever been in my life rains 300 days every year we got fucking 40 degrees Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's still my favourite trip. Oh, what, absolutely fabulous. Reindeer great, great schlong. Time. Reindeer schlong. Like, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But, um, so what has been your favourite two or three Tiffany's interview? Prof Brazacast wins. Yeah, now you skipped a queue there. Number three. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what city do you want next? When we, oh, Riga. Well, we said it, haven't we? Riga. Yeah. Bratislava was on the list, of course. Riga came up once. One person brought up Riga. Um, I wouldn't mind Vienna. Because I heard the fans over there are pretty cool. We think we have a link there somewhere down the line. So, um, can I help on the Maloney? The memories are coming back. Maloney. Maloney in Iceland. Jumping into a 120,000 yeah. euro car. Ballyah, please. Your man chasing him <laughs> over. Shy car anyway. As he, as he <laughs> fucked him out of the car. Shy car anyway. Uh, the taxi man. 
the taxi man on the way to Sternan's ground eating a sheep's head for his dinner. Oh, I Do you remember that? that? Yeah. It was in how, the boo, wasn't it? How random was that? In the boo, he goes, this is my dinner. Everybody sounds like that from every European <laughs> city that I go to. Uh, what else was there? Coming out of the boozer at three in the morning to absolute like blinding sunlight. Yeah. Just thinking you're in a time warp. Uh, jumping in the geezers. In the roasting hot geezers in, in, in the Iceland. Just crazy. Deadly memories. I remember being in the pub in Reykjavik and it's just like me, yourself and friends and board members and the CEO and everyone together just having a point yeah. and having a just laugh just nice nice and remember saying like I am never missing this again yeah brilliant Serbian warlords trying to get the information out of me about where the lads are staying in Stockholm after that big brawl in the nightclub Gar Brennan saving me drinking in a in a <clears throat> in a what was it drinking in a playground till 7 in the morning and then an impromptu comedian set from the local comedian some dude just walked up and started doing comedy for us it was fucking brilliant this is Stockholm. This is Stockholm. Yeah, do you remember your man? He came up and started doing. He, he started doing puns, one-liner puns, and we were all just there fucking cracking up. I was there. I can't remember the puns though. Ah, oh, he was just terrible. Was I just terrible. remember Conroy going to get the gin, and then never coming he back. Never came back. Yeah. Ah, oh, they just keep flooding back. So yeah, now Bratislava Riga for me, prof. Uh, maybe somewhere like Swiss Switzerland. I know it's expensive, but I would like to go. Just read the whole question there. So, what city do you want next? When can we all go and why? Um. Well, Prof, I'd like Bratislava, I'd like Riga, I'd like Austria. I want to go to Vienna. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think there's a Rovers link there. When can we all go, Prof? I think we have a Stags coming up soon. There's a Tifty's bogey with a Stags. I think we're going to Union Berlin, so that's another trip. Um, Why why, why do I want those cities? I just, I don't know. I, just, I, I like Eastern Europe. I like travelling around that neck of the woods. I think it's pretty cool. Reykjavik, Boleslav, Stockholm and Bergen. Did you enjoy those trips and did you meet Gary and Carl over there? Any funny stories from them? For uh, hopefully we don't get hung out to dry here, Prof. <laughs> You're really gunning for me here. Uh, number five, what has been your favourite two or three Tifties interviews we've done since December? Brad's a casters wins it hands down for me. It yeah, was that. fascinating sitting here with him. Just we were looking into his eyes like, and it, it, at one stage I was thinking, will I go in for the movie kiss? <laughs> you know the movie kiss. I was gonna go in and just close my eyes and go, and then. He'd be just like, what are you doing? I think it would have been <laughs> off the air by now if that happened. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And how many tifties on tour t-shirts can we put you down for? And these will... We're going to make a big effort with our merchandise once we're back in the stand. And uh, there's going to be a lot more coming. But the tifties on tour t-shirts, we'll be at, we'll be at war with the, with the Ultras in fairness because they have some pretty cool t-shirts. Rovers on tour, so... Uh, yeah, just take my money, as they say, Prof. So... 2 nil away to... Uh, oh, yeah, so, yeah. No, we'll set it up, Prof. So, here is the Tifties hotline. Hotline. Ringing into the Tifties hotline here is McDara Ferris. I'd love to be able to say that Rovers will play 12 European games this season, um, but I think it's going to be six. Uh, I reckon we're probably going to go out to Slovo and Bratislava. Hope that I'm wrong, obviously. And that'll drop us into the third qualifying round of the Europa conference league because we've because of the bye i think we'll get through that we'll get into the playoff round and and maybe come up short but hopefully i'm wrong we might actually get through to the the group stages um of a european competition for the for the second time who do i think is going to win the euros italy please god italy will win the euros what is your best memory of traveling away well uh 
Belgrade 43 and all. I got to pick uh, the the trip to see Rovers be partisan just from the the whole thing arriving in getting the the number at um the passport control of of Ivan the policeman if we had any trouble this was the the phone number to ring um going to the team hotel before the game to get a security briefing from the Irish Garda sergeant that was there getting bussed in under a police escort um just the atmosphere of the game you know the partisan fans have a real reputation um and no one had given us much of a hope in the game and then when you have a match that had three of the, the kind of the best things I've nearly ever seen uh, at Rovers the Ryan Thompson's save um, Pat Sullivan's goal the man alive you'll never see anything as good as that and then Stephen O'Donnell like the balls on that guy you know <laughs> what was riding on, on that penalty kick at the end the atmosphere you know the temperature 30 degrees um, and he just, just slotted it away and then the celebrations afterwards were just brilliant you know with the team in the stadium uh, then back in the the team hotel we kind of clapped them in and then just watching the match back in the bar afterwards uh, it was all and then you know not quite realising what was ahead uh, you know just dreaming of, of, of where we'd go in, in the group stages and then the worst moment was 12 months later under Stephen Kenny's reign at Shamrock Rovers to go out to Akranes in the very first round there was no backup there was no back door at that stage we just went out um, to a really shitty team uh, a club that no longer exists and um, there was such small time that a couple of the players were in the bar we were in afterwards so one get a wedgie from one of the Shamrock Rovers fans and we missed out on, on playing Anderlecht so yeah that that uh, you know to have the high and low within essentially 12 months is, is incredible I'd love Rovers to play in Bucharest next um, simply because it's somewhere I've I've never been um, and I would always combine, if I can, football with, with travel. So, um, you know, thinking back at some of the, the, the recent trips, I really enjoyed going to Reykjavik, going to Bergen. Uh, what helps is the result, obviously, but I, I'd always wanted to go to Iceland and I'd actually put it off until we got drawn. I knew we'd end up getting drawn against a, uh, an Icelandic team. I spent a week out there, did, you know, the game was great. We saw a win. Um, then stayed on like Iceland was just incredible like whale watching walking in the glaciers all that kind of stuff and then Bergen was a beautiful beautiful place really enjoyed traveling there and again stayed on for a couple of days afterwards did uh, you know trip down the fjords and things like that so did I meet Carl and, and Gary over there I think the only one I remember is really uh, not really a funny story but but bag of cans one morning uh, in Reykjavik I seem to remember that's that's probably the one that 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 stayed out um, really enjoy listening to the podcast every week. Uh, the interviews are great. It was kind of hard to pick out some of the some of the best ones, but I, I love the way Ronan Finn just rolled at it when he talked to to Winston. I just thought it was great, and uh, Winston got a bit of a scoop on. I felt it was a bit of a scoop on Ronan Finn's fishing exploits. So yeah, I did got a laugh out of that one, and um, I thought the interview with Pico and Quarantine was really good someone who always you know has a smile on his face seems to have a really positive attitude and you could see uh, how difficult it was for him to, to be in quarantine so just thought it was was interesting um, plus we got to hear about his, his trip away with um, Cape Verde which has really been a, a, you know an amazing story to follow over the the last few years so no keep up keep up the good work um, lads um, so yeah thanks a lot and chat to you soon Hi, Daniel Fulham here, Colin from sunny Ibiza 
on my essential travels. So first, okay, so how many games Rovers will play in Europe in 2021? I'm going to be bold here and say we're going to play 12. Um, I think Bratislava will be a bit too too much, but I think we'll drop into round three of the conference, get through that, and get you to play off. That'll follow six group stage games, so yeah, 12 in total. I think we'll do it. Winner of the Euros, I'm going to have to say Italy. Um, just very consistent from the start. Obviously had a great run from the beginning. And when you live in London, you don't want them to win. I mean, you don't want them to win in general. I mean, they could win, but they can't win. They, they simply can't. Can't come home. Yeah, Italy. Best memory traveling. Um Travelling Europe, probably Iceland. Um, it was kind of funny. I had, I had to go there straight after being at Glastonbury. Um, I was in a heap. Um, I'm sure you can imagine. So I just got on the plane, got straight over, stayed in, stayed in some B&B. God loved the woman in the house. She must have heard screams over the night, but got through it. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was the best memory travelling. I suppose you could say it could be the worst, but it was funny. Worst was Finland. Um Jesus, where do you start with this? So I was doing these U flights uh to get to Scandinavia cheaper. So this time it was going to Gothenburg, then on to Helsinki, and then Helsinki onto a place called Awulu. Now what happened was when I got to Helsinki the flight got cancelled to Awulu so I had to stay in the airport all night, get this six AM train from Helsinki to Rovaniemi. Um, which took 12 hours and this is after about a day's traveling make it even worse the train itself was fully booked nearly so i ended up having to stay in the animal compartment for 12 hours so i had dogs and cats and all this shy barking at each other and whatever hissing so yeah that was an enjoyable experience I just remember there was a switch over i think it was in kemi going on to uh, rovaniemi and uh, new york hoop um, was there I just remember the look he gave me, is it to say, the absolute state of you. Anyway, yeah, that was definitely the worst. Um, Favourite goal in Europe? Oh, I'd have to go with Rice's and White Hart Lane. It was just so against the odds. So many fans packed into the stadium watching that happen. It was just incredible when that goal went in. It's a pity we couldn't stay on any longer. Uh, close contender, probably Greeners in... Um, in Cyprus, but look, wasn't meant to be either. But yeah, that was that was just an amazing moment. Next city to go to and why? I'm gonna say somewhere in Wales. Um, probably not everyone's preference, but there's just something about two thousand Rovers fans showing up somewhere in Wales that it's just, it's just, it's just gonna be carnage. Like, how people get there? Will people actually make it? Who doesn't make it? Who gets tickets? People who don't get tickets, what are, I mean, it's just a logistical nightmare, but it's it, it just, it'd be mad. And it's going to happen. Uh, we know it's going to happen one day. And when it does, it's going to be funny. Um, so trips, yeah, Reykjavik um, was class, you know, between Foyk uh, and Steve and his Sean Ryder lookalike. Um, I ended up, DJing for three points, which is great because I think they were 12 or 13 quid. I just remember some Manchester bloke in the smoking area asking me, did he really just hear Northside being played in a bar in an Irish bar in Iceland? Um, 
And I think another bit in that trip was live streaming on Rovers Chat because um, I think I arrived a day early to show everyone the off license and, and, and what beers were on offer because I think that was your opportunity to get beer before you got into the country and then the prices hiked up. Boleslav, another great trip, Czech Republic. Um, we ended up basing ourselves in Prague. I think when we the way we flew, our flight was delayed through Dusseldorf, so we got down really late. I got straight into the bar and I was like, where's, where's Carol and Gary? Oh, Gary's already mangled. He's gone to the hotel. <laughs> so he was already gone before we got there. Sorry, Gary, you asked for a memory. There you go. Um, there's another story there about, oh, I suppose there was one about finding an Egyptian man on a still, but we'll leave that for another day. Um, the drum and bass night that was downstairs in the Moulin Rouge across the way. Um, yeah, the <laughs> drum and bass night. Oh, and all I remember was... Noli O'Brien in particular being fascinated and both terrified by me dancing. Um, running the bus down to the game. Um, actually, went to plan. I think it's because the bus left at two in the day. So, I mean, if you're if you're still out, you're still out and you missed it. Or if you were there, you were just sober. So, timed it quite well. Um, tipping the bus driver, who for the first time in Robert's history, stopped at the garage for Gargle before we asked. Um, Stockholm... Another class trip. Member arriving a day early with Packer Martin and the Hammerby lads looking after us. Um, I remember we went to a club that night. Um, it kicked off be it AIK or um, Jor Gardens, whoever it was. And uh, I actually stayed in the club. My phone was dead, and I didn't really realise the seriousness of what was going on. So about an hour later, I left the club, and everyone was standing outside, terrified, saying, "You're right, Dan." I said, "Yeah." He said, "I couldn't reach it," and then he explained to me what happened, but. I was none the wiser. Thank God they didn't figure out who I was. Um, Bergen, another great trip. Um, remember, just the first thing we did was get these hot dogs that were about 16 feet long. Um, this I remember this fella called Snoopy from the other team getting a clatter um, <laughs> and the, the copper whipping out his baton. After Snoopy got his dig, he just said, that one is fine, no more. Favourite Tifties interviews. I have to single out one, and it has to be single. It has to be Stephen Bradley's. Um, what what an incredible interview! Um, hats off to Gary and Carol for the questions as well. Um, it was just great to get an insight from Brad's perspective, one that was quite honest and open. You know, um, for me looking at it, like his journey is absolutely amazing. Um, his passion for the club and his own career is one everyone should sh- strive towards. Um, I've been listening to something lately called the High Performance Podcast. Um, it's on Spotify, really recommend it, but it's, it's sort of picking out athletes and um, talking about their journey in their careers and how they kind of, you know, pick themselves up uh, when they were down. And it doesn't actually, they don't actually talk about, you know, their actual ability in the sports that they do, but just more so, you know, the mental side of it and just, it's quite incredible and when I listened to that interview with Bradley there's absolutely no doubt that he would slot right into that high performance podcast what an amazing character he is and I'm absolutely delighted that first of all he's with Rovers and that he's achieving his ambitions with Rovers and obviously that's that's <laughs> that's great for us because we're winning trophies as well so long may I continue and yeah great interview second favourite interview <laughs> probably Winston, me and Ronald Finn I don't know what 
Finner probably had in his head for the for the for the twenty minutes half an hour that interview was, but I was cracking up laughing. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm really enjoying those segments. This is something just totally left field, but uh, yeah, it was very funny. So yeah, nice one. Keep it going, Winston. How is lads? Leighton the Red Doyle here. Um, I think we will play four games in Europe. I think uh, Slovan will beat us over the two legs, and then we have a boy, don't we? So um, yeah, I think we might get unlucky in the draw then, and. Uh, That'd be us so far games overall. I think England will win the Euros, unfortunately. But it's just everything's falling into place for the fuckers. So yeah, sadly it's coming home, I think. Um my worst memory in travelling to Europe would have to be Lithuania under Mr. Kenny, which is a fucking disgrace. With a lot of hype going into it, you know, all the at their being champions and the world was our oyster, plenty of money ready to come into the club, but uh, unfortunately, beaten at the first hurdle, but an absolute disgrace of a performance. I wouldn't mind it was a great day before the match, everybody in good spirits as usual on the European trips. Always came up from Riga, I remember that. Remember everyone having a kick about in the square, cans everywhere, the usual European banter. And unfortunately, once we went in and played the match, it was just from the kickoff. Players weren't up for it, just. Didn't want to know the usual carry on. Oh, really was, really was bad. And then uh, to top it all off, I was on the um, club charter, so coming home at the airport, you see all the, the grim faces of the fans and players. Actually felt sorry looking at Stephen Kenny. He looked like a fella who just wanted to be swallowed up, as he usually did with Rovers, but now he felt really sorry for them there. And then you had the likes of Killian Brennan swelling around the airport with his headphones on as if nothing happened. So. Having to restrain yourself and not go over and knock that fella out was hard, but sure, listen, it was what it was, but that was definitely my worst memory. Best memory, um, jeez, there's been plenty. Every trip really is a good memory with uh, travelling away with Rovers, and I just don't understand how people don't travel to Europe, because just memories will be there forever, you know. Even outside of the football, it's just a crack, and taking over a town, you know, usually the Irish pub in a square, and just from... The minute people start arriving from all over Europe and just bring it, just and as you say, getting to meet people you don't usually meet and having a few drinks and obviously the build up to the game then and going to the game itself, singing your head off, just messing and having to crack, you know, so it's unreal. But uh, the best trip, if I had to pick one, would probably be Tel Aviv, just because what it meant actually getting to play Juventus and going over there and just from the minute we arrived, just again having to crack, just whatever the pub we were in, the neighbours coming out trying to fight us and just madness, just the police getting called and then about a dozen of us went on a sightseeing trip up to Jerusalem for a day, which was brilliant. So uh, you can imagine the messing up there, especially with a uh, chef in the bus with his uh, tape recorder playing all sorts of uh, inappropriate, should I say, uh, songs and calls the prayer at the wrong times, you know, but uh, I remember I was getting a uh, Actually, a team photo with all with the skull caps on or the amulks, whatever you call them, and uh, going to the Wailing Wall and me sticking in a, a receipt from the Plaza Nightclub in there. I wouldn't say that went down too well if you knew I was doing that. But uh, yeah, some cracking uh, Tel Aviv, all right. That was definitely one of my uh, favourite trips. And Tommy Stewart's goal, of course. That would probably be 
that well, Royster's goal for the elation at the time it was would probably be my favourite away goal I've seen in Europe. But uh, I think Tommy Stewart's that day as well for what it meant. It really, really was important. And uh, of course, Stephen Grant's goals and Audrey, that was a great trip as well. But too many to mention, I suppose. But uh, as I said, every every European trip is a great trip. So I'd just recommend anyone who hasn't gone to get on board and just go for it whenever we can, unfortunately. Seems a long time away now, but sure, just get on it. It's because you won't regret it. 100%. Um, if it was to pick a city to go to on our next European trip when we can all go, I think it'd have to be somewhere in Germany. Because uh, I just love the German beer and the people and everything about the place. Just uh, I think uh, we get a lot travelling. Fairly easy to get to. It shouldn't be too expensive to get there. But uh, yeah, it'd be madness. It'd be a great trip. Definitely uh, Germany. Definitely not Scandinavia anyway. I'm sick of up there and all that fucking... Smelly fish breaths and a lot of them. They in every corner of Scandinavia, so they can uh, fuck off at this stage. Um, yeah, I think I've been all, on all them trips with the lads, um, meeting Gary and Carl. But uh, if I had to pick a favourite one of them trips, it'd probably be Bergen. Just fucking madness from start to finish as usual. And uh, especially when Pico's goal went in, Jesus Christ, it was just... And the walk down to the uh, ground, the walk back. Brilliant. It's really, really good. So I really enjoyed Bergen out of them trips now. I had to pick one. Um, as well as the interviews, I think Brad's, are, Brad's are interview was uh, superb. It was a great insight into uh, the man himself. And, you know, you really could sit down and listen to him all day. I remember actually, uh, I think Jason Maloney mentioned this before on your show, but I was there with Jason that day. We went for a few points after uh, the end of season affair and we were uh, drinking with Glenn and Bradzer and Steve McPhail and I think the Manchester Derby was on but um, just to listen to the lads uh, talking amongst themselves but we were kind of in the group as well and you couldn't help but be you know overawed by their insight into football because it's just they were just picking things out that you'd never see when watching a match or watching the telly and true to their word it was they, they, they called it and you could just see these fellas are fucking you know so much knowledge of the game that put, putting us to shame anyway but uh, it was great to get an insight into their views and their things and again with that interview with Brad Zara was it was, a, it was a different insight into what he says and... I enjoyed the um, Aidan Price interview as well so I'll put that down a second and then tour place out of ones you've done would be uh, the H Harry Kenny one was a good one as well so a few funny anecdotes and stories and that which is always good to keep you listening so, uh, how many t-shirts do I want? Um, a big fat zero, because I know I wouldn't wear them. So, uh, keep up the good work, guys, and uh, talk to you soon. Keep on helping. Hey, lads. Gar Brennan here. Just sitting here and work, thinking how different this week should be. Right now, the Barton cards should be getting printed, the bag packed, and the cheapest points in Braslav googled a million times. It's been two years now since I've last been able to get to a Euro away game because of COVID and babies arriving at inconvenient times. Stockholm and Bollyslough seem like distant memories at this point. Pretty sure Bollyslough was where uh, myself and Nate Force met you, pair of reprobates. Deco had won the club raffle and uh, was unable to travel, so we didn't need to be asked twice to go in his place. The old Euro trips, they have to be the highlight of the year, don't they? I've uh, very few bad memories from them, as I think more often than not, you're kind of you're more hopeful of a result rather than expecting. Rice's goal in White Hart Lane, the march to the train station in Stockholm, and 
building me up Butter Club in Bolly Slav. Probably my favourite moments from the, the trips I've been on. Um, and remember that head case reciting poetry to us in the park in Stockholm at 3am. Absolute fucking lunatic. It's going to be tough enough um, against this crowd from Slovakia. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I think they're probably the only kind of saving grace from is the fact that they're still in pre-season, so it'll hopefully give us a, a slight advantage in terms of fitness and sharpness. Add in uh, the bit of momentum picked up from the the win against Sundalk on Friday, and hopefully we can give it a good rattle. I think if if we can get through this round, then um, we kind of set ourselves up nicely to possibly be playing group stages of the Conference League um, if we get eliminated from the Champions League and Europa League qualifiers. Kind of go out on a limb here and uh, predict that we will play 12 games in Europe this season. Um, we'll uh, get into the group stages the Conference League. Wishful thinking maybe, but sure. There's no harm in that. I reckon the Euros final is going to be played between England and Italy with hopefully Italy beating them in the final. Um, I did manage to get England in the Tifties sweepstake, but I'd uh, I'd gladly forsake the the two hundred quid winning prize for a uh, hundred quid losers prize and England to get beaten in the final on penalties. Mm, sounds good. One of my uh, favourite memories of uh, of being away in Europe was on the day of the Bollyslough game. Myself and Nate were both sitting down by the ground at this little outdoor kiosk bar. Um, it was only about one o'clock in the afternoon, so there was uh, there was no hoops around at all. So we we're sitting at this bench outside having a few pints, and next of all, we're we're surrounded on the table by about five or six locals. Um, weren't speaking to us, but they were kind of they cut they they surrounded us at the table and we're talking across. Us. Looked a little bit uh, looked fairly rough. So myself and Nate were kind of looking at each other, thinking we were going to get done in here. When all of a sudden, just around the corner, came about two hundred hoops. The bus from Prague had just put a couple of buses from Prague had just pulled in, and uh, it was like it was like the cavalry arriving. It was a uh, yeah, it was a, a welcome sight. Um, just as we thought we were about to get done in, and I think that was just uh, just before we yeah uh, yeah we bumped into yourself and Gar, walking up to the up, up to the bar up the road. But um, yeah, good memory there. Probably my worst memory was probably conceding that um, that equaliser in extra time against AIK in Stockholm was a bit of a kick in the nuts because we played so well. And then uh, obviously Green are missing that header in the last couple of minutes in normal time. Yeah, it was um, a kick in the nuts to take after after performance so well against a, a team who with a, with a much bigger reputation than ours. Um, but yeah, that's probably my worst memory. My favourite Euro away goal has to be Rice's at White Hart Lane. Um, I haven't actually seen too many um, away goals. Only that and the goal to the Dan Carr's goal in Stockholm. Um, my other Euro away trip was in Bollyslav. Yeah, we were beating 2 0. So, um, yeah, definitely Rice's at White Hart Lane for me. I'd really love a trip to somewhere like uh, Latvia or Lithuania. Um, or even Bratislava. This trip this week would have been uh, would have been top notch. Um, I've been to Bratislava before, only for a night on my way to a wedding, in a, in another town in Slovakia. But um, yeah, it's a cracking city. Cheap points, 
sunny weather what more could you want I've really enjoyed uh, Bradzer's interview that was done a couple of months ago yeah you'd um I like listening to him talk about football I like uh hearing about his philosophies um and his ideas on how the game should be played but yeah he's uh Really interesting listen, all right. Um, I enjoyed the Pico interview as well, the quarantine, when it was interesting to, to hear what it was like in the in the quarantine hotel and um, obviously about his, uh, his travels with the Cape Verde national team um, over the, the, the previous week or two. Good day, Nate here. So how many games Rovers are playing in Europe? At the moment, uh, it all depends on if we turn up I'm going to say I'm quietly confident they'll beat this Bratislava mob, but um, I don't know about the Swiss cheese in the following round. <laughs> then as far as the other cup, plate, or knife or spoon or whatever it is that you play for after a loss is anyone's guess, I still haven't a clue on how all that works, this new competition. Um, my best and worst memories of Rovers in Europe, I have to say I've loved every Europe trip that I've been on so far. The worst thing is that I normally get caught up in the excitement of the of the journey and party too hard on the first night and there's normally nothing left of me on game day. Um, my favourite goal would have to have been the one Danny Carr scored in Sweden, mainly because I had a bet on Danny Carr, Rovers 1-0 at 70-1, so that was a nice return. So um, what city would I like to go to next? Actually, don't give a shit. We make the make the trip wherever we go. It's always good if you can get cheap beers and cheap way of getting there. But um, yeah, it doesn't worry me at all. Just want to get away. Um, yes, yeah, so I met Parsons in um, Lada Boleslav, myself and Gar Brennan. We'd stayed in the in the town there, and it's um. The next morning, on game day, when we're, we're down near the stadium and we're drinking in front of this, like that little tent pop-up sort of thing they had sitting there, and we had um, we were sitting at a table having a couple of beers, and then next thing, a load of these big bikey fellas kind of started joined our table and were sitting around us and gibbering away in whatever it is language they speak, and then. Um, then we're thinking, oh, here we're going to get done in here, you know, didn't know what was going on, it's rather intimidating. Then all of a sudden a bus, a load of Rovers fans pulled up, it was like the cavalry had, had arrived and load of, yeah, everybody gets off the bus and says a big group of them, so we thought, beauty, that's it, neck the, neck the beers we had and off we went and joined the joined the mob as they they, they marched on up to town to where, whatever pub we were going to and just so happened to be the first person we started talking to in the in the group was um was Parsons and um yeah been good mates ever since then introduced me to to prof a couple of weeks later or so and then dragged me along to the the podcast <laughs> and made it right show me so my favorite Tifties interview would be well I'd, I'd have to go back a, a, a bit to when the um when he's interviewed Joey O'Brien, I thought that was a um, yeah, I thought that was a good interview. And then, of course, the recent one, more recent of uh, Christmas Hair with with Brad's up. That was a um, 
yeah, enjoyed that as well. Then finally, how many Tifty shirts? Tifty's on tour shirts. I probably have to get. A, I probably have to get at least two because I make a mess of the first one on the first night I wore it. <laughs> then I'd have a backup. Um, that's all. Thanks. Keep on hooping. So those were our first five. Probably had some fantastic memories there. A couple of Tifty's bogies. A couple of highbrow individuals. Uh, really, really good. Yep, that's half of them. Five more to come later in the show. Uh, Leighton Doyle says the Scandinavia can fuck off. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with this. I am sick of Scandinavia. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, it hits you in the old pocket hard enough now. Mm. But give me a Boleslav any day of the week. Although I did quite enjoy some of Dan's stories. Travelling in the animal's carriage. That was crazy. I remember that. I remember. Because that, when that one was listening to it, it brought back memories. Because I was thinking... We were getting updates on it and we were like, yeah, Dan's like in some random place now and he's stuck in a cage with a dog and all. And we were like, Jesus, I wonder if he's going to get there eventually. It was really funny. I could listen to Ozzy Nade describe this European structure all day. It was like how it works at Champions League. Knives and spoons. Yeah, Ozzy Nade. Me and actually, funnily enough, in, um, in Bergen, me and Nate went for a pizza, right? And we were... There was, there was these dens designated for drug addicts. I'm nearly sure that was the case because Jake Murphy said that they were staying above one. So they have little dens for drug addicts. So they know there's a problem. They attack it head on and they give them a designated space. And we were having pizza with one of the guys. Like, and he was just telling us about what he likes, what drugs he likes, how it goes on, things like that over there. So it's a really liberal liberal way of approaching a problem in Bergen, wasn't it? <laughs> giving, them a, giving them their own little area to do it in. This fellow was grand. Like, just having a chat with him. But there is obviously the stigma surrounding individuals like that. But no, it was it was it was pretty cool. Oh, here's another story, Prof. We're gonna might as well go for it. So we're all back in our apartment, remember? And we found the spiral staircase, a hidden spiral staircase. <laughs> I remember your reaction coming back down from this. Yeah, I was like, after finding a staircase, <laughs> so key opens it. Up we go. I'm thinking, this is daddy, whole new apartment. So I'm telling everyone in you're the pub. You're showing off, you're like, look at this lads. I'm telling everyone in the pub, we'll go back to our place, it's great. So everyone's back and I'm bringing them up. I think it was Ray Wilson's stepson. And I'm bringing them up. And I'm like, come on, come on, look, look, look. So I'm like, yeah, this is ours. It's ours for the weekend. And he's like, guys, a pair of shoes there, mate. I'm like, yeah. And then and then we got we got a, another room here. He's like, God, there's a, there's a wallet on the ground there, mate. I'm like, yeah. And then we got, and I open up the bedroom. Some fella just goes, ah! Out his bed and we all just goes leggy so we're running out of the apartment and we're going down the stairs and I'm trying to and, and, and I'm trying to fucking shut the door and I goes fuck it leave it so his door is open we're in the bottom I'm, lo- I'm locking the other magical door and I was there going holy shit I can imagine what he what, what he woke up to a lot of drunk blokes barging into his room going yeah this is our apartment yeah it's fucking great oh man it was fucking brilliant the pair of shoes there, guy. <laughs> you never told me that pair oh, from Nate. No, no, Nate wasn't. This is this is oh, Ray's, oh, Ray's yeah, son, so he's Australian as well. Yeah. And I'm, the, I'm like, no, 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 this is ours. No one lives here. No one lives here. This is ours. Ah, oh, brilliant. Ah, oh, it's quality. But uh, yeah, so we move on, prof. Move on. So we lost two 0 away to Slovan Bratislava, and we should have been there, prof. Unfortunately, we weren't. I think we would have made a difference ourselves. Yeah, two nil. We were talking about it on the day, weren't we? Like we, sh- we should have been there. Yeah. The video of the the train station in Stockholm that <sighs> went up. Just oh, there, there you go again. Train station in Stockholm. Yeah. What a memory! Like 
That was stick out for me now as well, actually. Yeah, unbelievable. Tommy Tarmy started a, a fantasy Euro travel chat. Oh, yeah? Thread on Facebook. On the beak. And uh, some of the replies of that was quality. Unbelievable. But uh, cracking little stadium, isn't it? Gorgeous little stadium. I think that's the, na- that's the national team stadium as well. So yeah. it's really, really nice. Nice, compact, two tiers on each one. I can only imagine we were taking bets on who would have fell off the top tier. We were looking up the away section thing. You're imagining where you would have stood. It's class. Really, really yeah. was cool. Big pitch too, isn't it? Very nice, big pitch. But I think again, once again, that could possibly have been, uh, could have been mind playing tricks on you because of how far the camera was up in the second tier. True. As well, so you could think into that. Uh, Five hundred fans were there, and uh, like you say, possibly three of them were always fans. We were down with the mafia prof. We were the three of them, yeah, with the <laughs> dental appointment. Um, we were down with the mafia in the pines, and it was a, uh, it was an eventful one. Great, great company. Young Jaden was with me again. He's starting to, he's starting to sit on me hip now and on me lip. Mm. I'm very happy with that. He's he's really catching the bug. Kenny B and Steve there, girl. I hadn't seen them. In I ages. know, yeah. Kenny B was hanging out with you like you were a blonde. He in was Central Bank. He was merry. He was merry, yeah. <laughs> um, the stream prof, yeah. So first of all, went uh, off without a hitch, Grant. Sack the board, Lynch <laughs> out. Uh, fold the club, bulldoze the stadium. Yeah. All these things. <laughs> it was um I know, listen, what can you do? I mean, at least we have a new band, a new Rovers tribute band, um <laughs> Mark and Bill versus the Spambots. <laughs> yeah. Great name for a band. Hit with a DOS attack gear. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Swift at decisive action. Because we know the targets, the usual targets of these Russian bots, you know, like US elections, League of Ireland clubs, you know, standard. Yeah. Random yeah, uh, qualifying rounds in the Champions mm-hmm. League, but it worked. It, it worked for everybody in the second half, but still the club have offered a refund, which is which is good. And um, what about the forty-eight that I bought? Am I gonna get refunded for those? <laughs> uh, we switched to the in-players website second half, so then it worked. Until then, we were first half. We were all watching those the Hez goal. Yeah. So the Hez commentator, goal, brilliant by the way. Yeah. So that had a. Was he English or Australian? Uh, whatever he was. He a bit of both. I thought he sounded like James yeah. Richardson. Yeah. yeah. So the dodgy stream had the English commentary and the robber stream had the Slovak commentary, which the club had said beforehand, fairness, it would be in Slovak. And um, so, yeah. That was this, oh, yeah, this was watched with our official coffee partner as well. The Kinder Bueno Kid was there. The oh, cars yes. were there. The coffee pod, official coffee supplier of the podcast. And uh, yeah, that it was it was funny. I just remember dropping Kinder Buenos. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. Oh god, yeah. So um, unchanged team with Bork back on the bench, and like you, I think what did you say, Prof? In the points, our joint top goal scorer of all time in Europe yep. on the bench. Four goals. Four goals. So um, it was interesting, interesting one. But I was I was happy enough with the team. I probably wouldn't have started Gannon. We'll move on to that. It was, hard, it was too hard to change the team because we played so well against the Dock. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Granted, Hell, as you said, was more of a, it was six out of ten, but there was a reason for that. So they lost a the big player again. Yeah, David Holman suffered a serious cruciate ligament injury before the game, and um, he was ruled out. But they still have a bit of strength and depth. So. He was meant to be their one of their big playmakers, wasn't he? He's there a um, while as well. Yeah, it was Ritao who scored the two goals. He seemed to be kind of on the left, wasn't he? Yeah. And their number nine, what you say his name? Henty. Henty. Yeah, he he looks... Uh, the number 10 for me did it. 
he was Henty looked uh, useful but like you said number 10 was running the show master of the dark arts just very very smart in keeping possession and making space for himself he was brilliant he was he played like one game for Celtic I think but yeah the, the problem even at Starville like the chance the gannon chance like you, you, get, you have to get them on target you have to hit the target it goes in off someone's hand defender handballs it keeper saves it we have another chance I'm showing in this into the Kustrain Aaron Green Stockholm camp because Ooh. this is this was a golden opportunity. Watch, watch it again in slow motion. Look how much time he has. So frustrating. He's got to hit the target. From so there. so frustrating. And once again, I'll move on to the goal, which was where where, where do I say we're being targeted? It sounds like the Gannon Hayfest, but it's the truth. We are being targeted on our right hand side after he makes those runs. The space he had, the freedom of Bratislava out there. Pinger of a ball, boom. Remind me of the goal. Remember Jack Bourne set up Ender Stevens, Ender Stevens set up someone else for Ireland? Remind me of that goal. Pinged out to the left, first time ball in nearly, and he rose above Pico. And did, did Manus get his son in his eyes? Should he have been wearing a hat? It was, there was a bit of a, a, a glare on him. Yeah. It was in the middle of the goal, Manus saved this. You know what I mean? You can for see me. him sort of covering his eyes a lot of the match. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was in the middle of the goal, you, you were thinking. Man should save this. The like ultimately, I think, when it went in, we were just like, ah, oh. mm. yeah, you know, like, oh, for fuck's sake. So the playmaker once again, Rabiu, he was just brilliant. He was in the middle of everything, everything, and they had this. I pointed this out to you, Prof. They had this triangle of players in front of their back four, whatever way they played. We could not penetrate. That was their zone. They had a the tip of the triangle and the two boys at the back, and the, you could not get through or penetrate it, and we avoided it. Especially second half, I noticed. Oh, yeah, mate, it was unbelievable. We're just getting no joy in that area. Nothing. But the first half, I thought it was a decent display from us. Very spirited first fifteen minutes, that's for sure. Um, went in to the break thinking, not too bad. You know, we can we can we can come back from this. But we could have had one or two goals. Definitely, yeah, definitely agree with you. And I think that's once again, prof, second half kicks off. It was dead in the water. You didn't even see. You were taking a piss for fuck's sake. This is exactly what you don't want. You were literally only back from the jacks and you were like, oh, it's 2-0. It's the worst start. And the second that went in, I just thought, no chance. The whole half chasing our tails now. Whereas we had been, it would have been a different performance if we had been 1-0 up Mm. until maybe 70 minutes, you know. This is kind of what I feared going in. If you listen to the hotline there, I know some people are saying 12 games. Others were kind of more realistic. But this was my fear going in. All season, we've been conceding sloppy goals. So, going into this tie, I'm just thinking, we're probably going to concede one or two to Slovan. Because our defence just is not as tight no, as last season. Simple, and the reason is Joey. No Joey, no party. That's how it works. Joey was the... He was he was the screws. He was tightening everything up, you know what I mean? That's that's the way it was with Joey. Mm. And it's plain and simple. The reason why we're not playing well is because and we're conceding goals is because of Joey O'Brien. That's how I feel. And the second um, half Palmer's probably worst worst half I've seen us in years in Europe. The worst we've played. Didn't land a glove on them. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really, really poor. We could not get anything anywhere near them. So frustrating to watch. I'm sure the heat was a factor. I think it was it was a thirty three degrees at one point in Bratislava that started dead heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can understand that, but prof, we were I found we were committing a lot of city fouls as well. So how how can you get any momentum <sighs> exactly? That way? Do you know that? Do you know when you think you're up there in their half of the pitch, and you have some sort of momentum, and then you just commit a stupid late foul where you push someone or you tug them, and you're just 
You're just like, oh, I just want to. You just get so frustrated, pent up frustration, and just really, really frustrated me. I, I probably, really did. Probably the most disappointing thing was before and after the three subs, we bring on Berkman, Draw You, and Watts, and I thought, which were the obvious lovely. three. Yes, but before and after, it didn't. It didn't really lift us. It didn't like we were worse. We didn't suddenly become more effective in the final third in any no. shape or form. No, it was really poor. Really, really frustrating to watch. So, so before uh, their penal, they had it was was it Weiss? Uh, yeah, Weiss, he was the, uh, the goal again, wasn't it? Minder's was, son. He uh, he was true on goal. Uh, superb double save by Adam Manis. Yeah, nice big strong fist. It looked like. So that's the, I know we were saying he's possibly to blame for the goal, but that's twice in one week he's pulled off an unbelievable save. Yeah, and then of course, Carl, I. I wish you know, when you just wish you had a mic or a wire on you or a wire tap and prof we give away the penal this is all mind games Gary. I just give away the penal this is an assist by me prof is sitting there and he turns around and he goes and prof does this thing when prof's angry he puts his arms out like uh, you know what he goes is he even going to dive the right way and then when he did and he saved it I just went yes it was an even better celebration he's pushing him around the points prof prof Brilliant save, and then straight down, smothering it up. But it is, it gives us a bit of momentum mm. now. Toys alive. It's not totally, totally dead. I think we can do these if we play it right. It gives you a, a slimmer of hope. But it, now, it's a case of, I mean, the away goal rule might might help us. But are we going to score three goals at home if they do? Um, it's all about clean sheet first half. That's what this whole game is about. Clean sheet and a goal, and then put the pressure on the second half with a couple of subs. Bit of fan, the fans in their face, you know. It just has one all written all over, doesn't it? It just has the ah stop. It just has the we will score, but we will also concede. Yeah, and we might we'll have a spirit of display. Ho- hopefully, we get one or two, Pop. but it could be one of those. You never know. Them. I mean, Bram, they, Bram, you could say Bram or step both. In fact, in fact, we've had some heroic home performances. We've beaten Bran and Apollon. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And we we came from behind against Ilves. We were superb against AC Milan. Like that, that AC Milan performance against anyone else, we win three 0 Yeah, easy, definitely. But yeah. um, Slovan, they didn't look like world beaters. They were already. Right. They, they were there to be gotten at the yeah. back. Um, the difference was two goals. Bit of they, quality up top. They punished us twice. Can we talk about the second goal as well? Can we talk about how horrible this was to concede? It was a It was. They got to the boy line or the six yard line is. Three of our players were in front, of him, and he still managed to cross it. Still means to square it, and then he gets the shot. I was like, "For fuck's sake!" It was a horrible goal to concede. We need to cut it out. We have to cut this crap out. Really do. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on, prof. We're gonna win. Three two. Right. That's how we're gonna go. So other results, prof. We draw had a three one against Harps. Uh, a good win. They came from behind. Oh. Uh, Harps had actually taken the early lead uh, through. Uh, Derry Prof 2-0 Waterford uh, They're climbing up there Prof They're climbing up I can smell toward <laughs> um, Yeah with their first home win of the season <laughs> Way to go Derry Bows 3 Pats 2 And a humdinger of a Dublin derby Diet Dublin derby uh, Pats with two men sent off Leaving them desperate for the next couple of games Bit, of, bit of a debate beforehand uh, Who we wanted to win that one I kind of I want to slow down Bows that's what I'm thinking. Mm, it's a tricky one. I think balls will fall off eventually. I think Pats need to be slowed down at the moment. Do you know mm. what I mean? We can pick and choose at times here, but for me a draw could have been a, 
a better result. But uh, Longford losing to Sligo. Uh, I, did I have Sligo? Yeah, I picked Sligo in the last man standing. Thank Christ, because I picked them as well. Yeah, yeah Prof Copy main last man standing this week. Uh, other European results, Prof, we had a couple. I was keeping an eye on them with Sligo losing in Herf Narf Narf Nar Yar Nar. We had <laughs> down to 10 men as well. Down to 10 men, yeah, Bulger getting sent off. We had one all draw in Stjernan for balls, and Gross Tierney scored. Uh, what else have we got? So they're going to take them back to the Aviva now with their 6,000 fans. Soulless, so, soulless place. The soulless of Viva. Yeah. He, he, I think he should probably knock it on the head considering they're going to see the inside of the <laughs> Do you think they'll do it? No, not a chance. Yeah, that, they, probably, they probably will actually. Do you know what? They might play well. But then again, like you're putting them, it's like it's a neutral venue now. It's a neutral mm. venue. Do you know what I mean? The alternative mm. is Tala. That is, like, Tala would suit them. But they don't want to give us any. That's Think about how petty they are. Just out of pride. Just they out of pride, yeah. Bo's last home game in Europe was 2012 and they were trashed 5-1 by a non-league team yes from where was it might have been Iceland actually uh, Dundalk lost to Dundalk beat a lot of uh, Welsh plumbers for 4-0 as well half the squad out with a Covid outbreak and they still beat this Welsh mob how lucky did these get I know every year I know. with these draws I wouldn't mind a trip to Wales now, in fairness. What do you think of the McElhaney announcement? Oh, excellent shithousery. <laughs> excellent top-level shithousery. And we knew. We knew he was gone. We said this. Thing is next. What's his name is next? Duffy's next. Guarantee it. They're going to leave that, that shithouse. Mm. Um, yeah, so, Prof, we move on. And Glemelore as well. Glemelore have their own section at this show at this stage. Bradzer was down at the game. Very yep. complimentary of... Tifty's bogey Mooner in the middle and Tommy Kelly had a good game and goal as well apparently he had to dust off the gloves and jump in and um, they have a game today so as you're hearing this we will they will have had a result by then but uh, a tough one I think they're going to tally United possibly but definitely check them out Walkerstown Park is the home of Glenmalore at the very moment in time so keep checking them out check out very 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 uh, cool social media as well it's all very well done so they uh, made the newspapers as well. Irish Mirror. They jokingly announced the signing of one Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, they ran with it as well. It was hilarious. Yeah. Also in the Mirror during the week, uh, Anthony Stokes was chased after by their m- reporter while he was having an old picnic. Having a picnic with a young one in the park and they were chasing after him. And apparently he was actually kind of well-mannered. He was like, yeah, listen, mm. I know all these things are happening, but I'm just not saying anything. Yeah. So go away. Like, um, Curiously... And then he just happened to be on the front page of the paper when he was with Pats as well. So they'll just latch on to anything. Vultures. Curiously, no mention of Pats in the Mirror article. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Mm-hmm. And, we, <laughs> and we've decided not to sign Stokes. There was no... I don't think there was any comment from Razzler We're right, or, or anything. But it was just sort of like put out there, wasn't it? That we've decided not to We don't around. sign players like that. It's simple. It's simple. We can't, man. We don't. We have standards. You know what I mean? Alright, new website, the Tipperary Hoops, tipperaryhoops.com. Giving mm-hmm. you all of the hoops news. This is brilliant. And prof, I can I am going to take the credit for them hitting a thousand followers. I'm sure you are. On Twitter. I think it was my retweet that pushed them over the edge. So no problem, lads. You're welcome. So check them out. We young Ben Court has joined UCD on a permanent deal. Unfortunately really, because all these guys they want to play B team football. And they were promised B team football and the FBI scuppered that. So it's unfortunate we're gonna mm-hmm. lose a couple of good players. 
He's uh, 17. This this the lad who was on trial at Leverkusen, wasn't is it? Is this not Sam? I think possibly Sam. There's three Cardiff brothers. Yeah, I'm not too... I don't yeah. think this is the one who's on trial. I'm not too sure, but either way, one is this the big centre-half? The big monster of a centre-half? Either way, it's not good. It's not a good look. We shouldn't be losing these players. We need to brush up on our youth. Our youth. So, here we are for the Roadstone project. And we have... Jeez, uh, we have a couple of... St- a couple of stompers here, Prof. So we had Shamrock Rovers versus Longford. 11-2. Longford, you say? Mick McCarthy will be delighted. We had the under-17 DA Sports League of Ireland and it was Rovers away to Wexford. 8-0, Prof. And then we had the ladies. Shamrock Rovers at home to Sligo. 6-0. Boom. Take that one. And then we had the under-15s winning 2-0 at home to UCD and then a one-all draw for 14. So, uh Successful weekend again. Mm-hmm. Wonder strike by Amaku in that eleven uh, two oh, win. Oidemo is go- is he gonna get in? Is he gonna get he in? He won a penalty on the game as well, but it was missed, so it could have been a dozen. We've Dino and Nujak, Darren Nuj and Dean Williams going on Longford for the rest of the season on loan. Um, apparently they are starting as well. So as you hear here in this, they will probably have played their game against the Drogs. So uh, yeah, they're starting there. A little birdie tells me. So, um, yeah, good luck to the boys for the rest of the season. Uh, Donnarumma, Chiellini and Bonucci in the Euros all played in Tala. And how how wholesome was Chiellini in the flip, the, the coin toss? Ah. How, that's mind games as well. Yeah. Isn't it brilliant? He actually got the ref to flip the coin again. Look at it. Flips it and I he goes, no, 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 no. I was trying to see what was going on there. I think like, he got him to flip it again. Yeah. Flipped it, got what he wanted and then took the piss out of Jordi Alba. Brilliant. You had Alba beaten before the penalty shootout before coin the, toss. Yeah, yeah he that's, beat him in the coin toss. That's how much of a legend he is. Unbelievable. Yeah. He's been he's been about 40 for 10 years as well. Have you noticed that? Yeah. He's been old for years. I remember seeing the squad be announced. I was like, Kalini, <laughs> Still. Plus he has, there's, yeah. a, there's also a photo of him just walking around in the nip somewhere and someone someone's interviewing Someone's getting interviewed in the dressing room. He just walks away in a nip. He's just looking at the camera like, yeah, <laughs> it's me. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> it is happening. Yeah, so uh, Donnarumma begun his season in Tala a year ago and he'll end his season in Wembley. Yeah, what a monster of a man as well, by the way. A very, very good kid. And can I just say, one of the players of the tournament for me was, it's got to be Chiesa. It's not, it's Chiesa. That's how we Chiesa. pronounce it. Enrico's son. Wow, what a player. Just direct, loves football, a joy to watch, yeah. love watching him. I think he's just class, passion, you know, passion. I loved his interview after as well. Ah, he's class. Uh, Paul McGrath had... Who, which one, Ua or the Killinard one? Uh, the Killinard one. Well, he's just quoting Richie Sadler. Uh, he he loved the, this quote from Sadler on RTE when he said that playing against Gallini... Is like being locked in a cage with a gorilla, and your job is to try and seal up its food. Ah, oh, yes, it is, isn't it? What a task! A former hoop prof, Trevor Clark, has joined Joey Barton at Bristol Rovers. So, am I right in saying Bristol Rovers got relegated, and that is down to League One? So he's from Rotherham to League One. I'm not too sure. So many clubs over there, but I mean, it's I don't know. I don't think he'd get into this team, would he? No, we we no. talked about him a few weeks ago, didn't yeah, we? It's we? Tricky we, one. We both didn't feel he would. Tricky one on the left, but Trevor Clark. Wish him all the best anyway. We, we have uh, we have <coughs> we have an embarrassment of riches at left wing back, but yeah. we've also had embarrassment of crocked two riches. bad injuries <laughs> at left wing back. So uh, a lot there you of go. chocolate coins at the moment. That's what they are. <laughs> 
Right, so next up we have the Tifties Hotline. Yellow. How are you lads? Carl Cairns here. Tifties Bogey Original. Uh, thanks for having me on. First question. Um, I think this Bratislava game will probably come about three weeks too soon for us. Obviously, it's been a rocky time with injuries and things like that. So, I think if we had Cavo, Watts, O'Brien up to speed and Tell with a couple of more games under his belt, we'd give them a right go. I just think we're going to miss out and lose this tie. But I have every confidence in us winning the next tie, particularly if we're seeded. After that, who knows? I'd fancy us getting another, another round under our belt. And there's no reason why we can't go through the group stages. And hopefully, we'll all, we'll all be able to enjoy that if we do. I think Spain are going to win the Euros. I think they started off poorly enough. They didn't look like they were going to score the goals needed. But I just think that the way they keep the ball, particularly with teams getting late on into the competition and getting a bit tired, I think Spain will have a right chance now that it's down to the, the crunch end of it. To be honest, I haven't got many bad memories following Rovers in Europe. The results haven't been the May West every time, but I just think that the trips themselves are brilliant and I can't remember the lads ever letting us down with a performance, certainly in, in any of the trips that I've been on. My favourite memory, the best memory of a European game would have to be Bergen, where we scored the last-minute equaliser through Pico. Because that was just an unbelievable achievement for the team to do that. and I don't think we have fancied against them and even to the second leg at home, we were absolutely brilliant as well to go through. So that was brilliant. Um the worst memory I said it's difficult to pick out maybe the fact that I felt we kind of left the Cyprus game over there you know I think we, we, we could have won the game getting back into it was such a great goal from Greener and getting into extra time obviously the red card didn't our red card didn't help us but I think maybe it's just a bit of regret that we, we could have won that game over there the best goal I've seen in Europe is, is definitely Greener's goal in Cyprus though it was amazing we were all screaming at him to lay the ball off and he just rifles went into the top corner and the scenes that followed it were just amazing. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the best goal I've seen. In terms of the next city I'd like to go to travel to Rovers, it's a period we didn't get to go to Bratislava. We've been chaffed with a couple of expensive places over the last few years and we believe Bratislava's supposed to be a great night as well. So it's a period we didn't go there, but looking at it further down the line, I'd like to go to Tallinn. I, I missed out on, on the last one we did there. Somewhere cheap and sunny, um, as long as all the Rovers lads are there, uh, and Hill Pets, of course, um, then it doesn't really matter to me. I always wanted to go see Union Berlin, just to travel to, the, the ground looks great, and Berlin's a cracking city, so further down the line, it'd be great to go see them as well. I was in Stockholm and Bergen, and yes, I did have the pleasure of meeting Gary and Prof over there. A lot of the funny stories from... European away trips kind of have to be kept in-house because what happens on tour stays on tour. Um, funny moments, Connor Foley eating the largest food he can possibly find is always funny. And probably, keep a PG, I suppose, the, the reaction when Green scored in Cyprus, we were all screaming at him to pass it and shouting at him, shouting abuse at him when he, when he had the shot to just celebrating and then falling around the place laughing that like how little do we know that he was capable of putting it in from there so yeah a pg a pg funny story i can't really uh elaborate on everything else that goes on for 
for reasons everyone should understand. I think the Tifties interviews this year have consistently been really, really good. Uh, same as they have been since they started. The lads do a great job. Um, my favourite ones, firstly, was that the Bradley one was just amazing. It's great insights into the way he thinks, and I could sit there and listen to him talk about football for hours. He's he's such knowledge on the game. He just sees it differently to anyone else uh, that I've heard speak about it. After that, I really enjoyed the Slovakian football expert last week. It was brilliant. Uh, he clearly did his research into us, and the fact that he's seen us before as well is was, was pretty funny and it was amazing. Um, it's great when you see people actually have a real interest in all football and uh, aren't just confined to, to, to the big league. So, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. He clearly showed us a lot of respect. Even Carlos Rovers as well, a, 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 like difference to the usual shamrock that we hear from teams. But, yeah, that was really, really good. And thirdly, uh, I thought Billy Nolan's one was brilliant. It's really, really funny and, again, a great insight. I fear from having to live down in Dundalk next to all them, but... Uh, some some great stories and really really good but and it can put me down for all of the tifties on tour t-shirts i've been trying to get them for fucking ages and no one will give them to me so yeah put me on the list thanks for having me on lads enjoyed answering those questions and keep on helping how's it going ben stafford here uh uncle of stafford's cousin um i'm going to be positive about the number of games that i think rovers will play in europe this year despite the fact that i don't think we're at top form this season as of yet I do think that we're we're still well equipped to play in Europe despite the loss of Jack Bourne so the draw could have been kinder to us to be fair but I think with a little bit of luck we can we can get to a group stage of the conference league so I'm going to go 12 games um, I've always had this theory that in the big European and, and world international finals um, the team that looks great for most of the tournament very rarely actually wins it. Um, I think Italy in this tournament, the European Championships have, have, have looked really good so far, but I think Spain might edge them in the semis. It's looked nominally good for England, um, but I still think they have players in that team, particularly in the defence and goalkeeper, who, and I know they're on a great run at the moment with, with clean sheets, but I think they've mistakes in them and they haven't come out yet. So I suppose as much with hope as confidence, I'm going to stick my neck out and go for Spain. To win the European Championships. Um, even though I've been a Rovers fan for a long time, um, my first European trip was 2010, the Juventus trip, and since then I've been lucky enough to be on six or seven, and they've all been hugely enjoyable in their own ways. Um, I suppose it's a good memory for me would be the, the Tottenham trip. Um, I went with a group of people that included my son, a couple of cousins, including the one who would have started me off at Rovers, um, a couple of friends who I would have initially become friends with through Rovers and playing with the supporters club team back in the, the mid-80s and are still two very good friends. Um, but it was actually the Tottenham trip was our first trip away together as, as Rovers fans. But I think ultimately when you're answering the, the question, what's your favourite European memory? It has to be related to the football. You know, you can have great times travelling and partying beforehand and even afterwards, but I, I think the answer has to be about the football. So for that reason, I'd, I'd go for my most recent trip, which was the, which was the brand game. Um, I just think it was just great to see uh, a performance, a positive result, you know, seeing the team matching their opponents on the park 
opponents who very obviously had underestimated us. Um, and even afterwards, when you look back at the fact that we got back to Dublin and, and we finished the job off, made it very satisfying. So that would be my favourite European memory. And the same answer because of the same logic for the goal. Um, you can never be a late equaliser. Um, that gives you a positive result. And, and, and Pico's last-minute equaliser, um, down the end where we were all congregated in the corner, you sort of know that there's very little time for the opposition to get back at you. So, you know, it was, it was a great feeling. Um, I remember seeing photographs afterwards. It's always easy to pick yourself out in the crowd. And I remember it looked as if everyone else was celebrating apart from me. And I was a bit disappointed by that because that wasn't my recollection. Um, of the moment, I think maybe everyone else was on their way up when I was on on, on my way down. Um, my my worst memory would be again if purely related to the football. Um, I don't think I'd be known as a particularly vocally critical person, but I remember uh, upsetting a few of the diehards in in Luxembourg um, with my vocal criticism. Um, to be honest. There was too many excuses made for the team that day. People were going on about, oh, it's really, really warm and shouldn't be criticising them. I wasn't having that. Yes, it was a very warm day, but we weren't playing in South America against a team, you know, who was used to that heat. You know, check out the, the average temperature in Luxembourg in, in, in the summer months. It's only a couple of degrees higher than, than Dublin. Um, we were really bad that day against a very, very amateur team. Um, we had no energy. We had no ideas not constructive in any way, never looked likely to even get a sniff of an away goal. And my huge fear was, you know, it had become apparent that season that we weren't going to do much in the league. It was really, really important for the club at that time to get the money from the European games. We'd been given the opportunity by being drawn against the Luxembourg team. And I just had this fear, you know, we'd get a nil all, which we did. We'd get home, we'd possibly batter them at home, but they'd just get that one goal from a corner or something like that. And, you know, it would just have been a disaster. And to be honest, you know, and I would have been, I would have been a fan of Pat Fennon coming into the club as manager. I would have been one of the ones who said, yeah, I want them. Um, I would have said that that performance in Luxembourg probably epitomised uh, Rovers under Pat Fennon, you know, very poor very dour, um, not enjoyable to watch, um, slow, predictable. Um, so to this day, I stick by my criticism of the of the team that day. I thought they were shocking. Um, where would I like to travel to next? I always had a thing about Eastern Europe. I haven't been to Eastern Europe at all, or very little. Um, obviously, Bratislava would have been a nice trip, as everyone has been saying. Um, but I've always had a like to go to Poland. Um, as a country to visit. So, yeah, probably a city or, or town in Poland. So Krakow is the obvious one. I don't think that the local team of Krakow have been running amok in the, in the Polish league in, in recent seasons. But, yeah, somewhere in Poland um, for the next trip. Um, I wasn't in Reykjavik. I was in Boleslav and Stockholm and Bran. Um, I don't think I've ever spoken to Carl, to be totally honest, and I think I only very briefly spoke to Gary, I think on the bus out to Boleslav from Prague. Um, I suppose Kieran didn't really know the lad as well then as he knows them now, so I probably didn't have much reason to be in and around the company. Um, in terms of funny stories, I suppose I would 
be more the, the boring, sensible type person. So I certainly probably wouldn't be in, at the centre of, of amusing stories. But one thing I do remember from the, the the trip to the Czech Republic was the night before the game in the pub in, in Prague. And um, it was a great night, you know, downstairs in that pub. There was a great crew of Rovers fans there. But there was also good numbers of, of other tourists and, and locals who seemed to um, really enjoy the Rovers fans being there. But what I do remember was the band, the two lads in the band, and they were getting this stream of, of, requ- of what seemed like normal requests, things like erasure and um, white stripes and, and a couple of others. And, you know, really, they were only an excuse for Rovers fans to sing their own versions of these songs. And I can remember the two lads looking at each other saying, look, we don't really have to do much here. We just have to start the song off and let them at us. Um, and finally, the podcast, the interviews I've, I've enjoyed listening to. Well, first of all, I have to be honest and, and own up to the fact that I, I, I haven't listened to them all. I'm not a great podcast person generally, to be totally honest. I know they're, they're very popular these days, um, but I have listened to some of them. So the three that I would pick from the list, um, the first one would be the Stephen Bradley one. Um, I thought that was very interesting. It gave a very good insight into the man and how he thinks. Um, I can't ignore the Ed Saw one. Uh, Ed is my cousin, so I have to show a bit of family loyalty there. Um, to be fair to Ed, he's put a lot of work into his football over the re- over recent years, so I genuinely hope he, he gets to where he wants to go to. Um, he's certainly come a long way since we brought him as a six-year-old to the 1987 Cup Final in Daly Mount against Dundalk. Ed roared and cried and wanted to go home because he was scared because of all the fighting that was going on at the terraces. Um, and the last one would, would be the Harry Kenny one. Um, who would have been a huge fan of Harry Kenny during the, the four in a row team. Thought he was a smashing player, smashing fullback. Really was good enough to play um, at a higher level. I've no doubt in my mind about that. Um, I remember actually in that fourth season, and I know he had an injury at the beginning of it, but... He didn't seem to be flavour of the month with, with Jim McLaughlin. He only played two games in that four season, and I could never understand that. And I don't know whether it was down to the, the same logic that McLaughlin applied to Alan O'Neill, that he sort of, Harry was one of the all guard and he, d- he didn't want him there. But it looked as if he was going to leave, but he didn't. And thankfully he didn't, because, you know, for the, the remaining three seasons before the row, he was, he was outstanding. Loved watching him play. So there you go. Thanks very much for asking the questions. Tommy Tormey here and I think Rovers will play 12 games in Europe this year unfortunately I think England will win the Euros and worse again the Dubs will win the All-Ireland my best memory of following Rovers in Europe is Belgrade and Pat Sullivan's goal special mention to my brother Stan who shouted don't shoot at Sully just as the ball fell to him my worst memory is probably Ekranus and the second half and missing all the chances the city I'd like to go to when we can all go again isn't really a city but i think we're due a big trip to north wales so we get serious numbers as well after everyone being locked locked down i was in boleslav and stockholm in the last few years i've no real standout memories of the trips but i probably have enough memories of the previous trips to stockholm and prague to do me for a lifetime so even if i am getting old i do remember the violent hangovers in the heat though I met Gary outside the old Dubliner in Prague, 
where he was putting the pee into please don't give that fella another drink. My favourite interview on Tifties this year has been Pico in Purgatory. And I think a special mention should probably go to Dave Kane for his tribute to Paddy Delahunty. Or the whole tribute to Paddy, but especially Dave's contribution. And you can put me down for three t-shirts. Hey Carl, it's Ellen Kearns here, um, attempting to answer your questions. Um, so, in terms of my prediction for Rovers in Europe this year, I was actually quite surprised that the number that came to me was quite pessimistic at four. So I'm going to go a slightly more positive and say six. Um, and hopefully we might actually get to one, although it's seeming less and less likely. Um, my prediction for Euro 2020, I put all my money on Spain early on for no other reason than I love Spain and I miss it and I'm dying to get back there. Um, but if you were to ask me now, I suppose, and I'll probably choke on this, it's looking like England um, and God love us all if it is. Um, my best and worst memories traveling to see Rovers. Like best is really hard to answer because they're all so great. I've got so many that I could talk about. Um, but the one I am going to say is probably the cliched one and a lot of people say it. But it would be Reister's goal in White Hart Lane. It's just a standout moment for me following Rovers. And even the whole build-up to that game, a sunny day in Covent Garden. And just going to such a big ground and a big club. and It was just a great, great time. My worst is easiest <laughs> because it was that trip to Lithuania. Um not only did I start off with booking the flights for the wrong day and leaving us quite short on time to get to the game, um, it ended up being a pretty pretty miserable result, which I think is shown on the faces of me and Emma in a very famous photo of us on the sidelines there. But look, it was made up for afterwards in the pub as it always is, but no, it was, was definitely a low point. Uh, in terms of the city I would like to go to next and we can all go and why. Now, this is for no other, like this isn't based on whether we'd actually meet a team there or whether that could actually happen. Um, it's just purely from a personal point of view. I would love to go on a football trip to Stuttgart. Um, I've grown up listening to my dad and my uncles talk about um great memories going to the Euros 88 in Stuttgart with their father and I would just love to go there for a football trip and I think Rovers in Germany would be pretty cool. Okay, so out of Reykjavik, Boleslav, Stockholm and Bergen, did I enjoy those trips? Okay, I'll have to admit that I wasn't on any of those trips um, because I lived in Australia at the time. But what I can say is I was on the original Stockholm trip all those years ago when we went to play Jure Gardens and that was pretty good. And I certainly don't have any funny memories of Gary or Carl over there because you guys didn't exist back then. <laughs> um, my favourite Tifties interview since December, I'd have to say Bradster and Webster's. They were good. Uh, Ray Wilson from a lockdown Sydney where I'll be getting up at half two in the morning to watch the hoops in Europe. Uh, so how many games will we play in Europe? Look, I think um, Europe over the last few years suits us very well, our style of play. I think Brad has played about 12 games in Europe as coach and um, we've been very competitive in every match. 
I think you'd probably say the only time there was a bit of a gulf was uh, us and AC Milan, but we acquitted ourselves very well there. So uh, we've been in the hunt in every match we played in Europe. So I'm expecting that to be the case this season as well. No reason why it shouldn't be. Uh, and I'm going to go, we'll be in group stage football. Now, the bloody thing is as complicated as you can imagine. So I think that means we'll play either 10 or 12 matches. In any event, that's what I'm going to go with. Um, and as to the matter of who will win the Euros, um, look, I think 8-1 to one Denmark's a great bet. So, best and worst memories away in Europe. Look, I don't think anything will come close to um, when Reiser put us one up in front of, what was it, 3,500 Rovers fans at White Hart Lane. Um, that was a, an unbelievable experience. And I have to say that Tottenham as well, I think of all the clubs that I've uh, come into contact with away in Europe were um, just a class act off the park. Uh, the hospitality the day before the game, the day of the game, um, was was first class. They really were um, magnificent. But the away trip to Juventus was some occasion as well. I still blame you too, though, for um, playing that concert in Turin and having us to play in Modena. But look, given we were in Modena, we made the most of it. That uh, afternoon in the square was fantastic, epic. And then we had an epic deluge which uh, no one who was there will ever forget. I think the wettest I've ever seen a match played. Uh, And then Del Piero at the end of the game, you know, getting Twiggy's jersey and going down to the Rovers fans at the end of the game and and applauding. I mean, what a class act. I did actually bump into Del Piero at at Sydney Airport many years later when my uh, young son was there with me and daughter, and he had a Rovers backpack on him, and I would never go up to anybody in a hundred years but I actually went up to Del Piero and just introduced myself and he saw my son's backpack and he turned around and went ah Shamrock Rovers beautiful club and gave a high five to both Jack and my son and Darcy my daughter um, and that just shows the sort of caliber of the man um, we saw it after the match and uh, you know I saw it there that day at Sydney airport unbelievable now as for worst memory um, I wouldn't say it's the worst memory but it's probably the most f- frustrated I felt after a European match was in Stockholm because I think we played unbelievably that afternoon. Um, we really served it up to them with young Gavin and goal, you know, whatever it was, his third or fourth game for the hoops. Uh, we had two cracking chances, Kustrain in the first half and Aaron off the upright in the last few minutes. Um, I really felt we had them on toast. You know, we... Um, uh, they were getting booed off by their fans at halftime, nor were they very pleased at full-time as well. So I think the frustration levels after that match of what might have been um, really still sort of rankled with me. But my worst memory, and it's not an away game, but I do have to mention it because it's still with me after nearly 40 years, was the Linfield match in 84 and the nil-all draw. Uh, I remember going to a pub in Harold's Cross with my dad and... Um, and his good friend Dick, who went to all the matches, we all went to all the matches together forever. But um, it was like there was like a death in the family. Like we'd normally be in the dropping well, but I think the guards had shut down the pubs nearby, so we had to go to Harold's Cross. And I can still remember the feeling of just total devastation uh, that afternoon. Um, it was really it was like losing the cup final that game. So that's um, that's probably my worst European memory. Sorry, it's not a away trip memory, but it's uh, it's a home game memory. But it still uh, it still hurts to this day. Well, I think the best goal there, there can be no doubt about that. It was uh, Berkey's world beater against Boleslav. Um I just couldn't believe the the strike 
the trajectory of the ball and uh, keeper all ends up. It was just fantastic. But again, another memory I think of a of a of a goal was uh, was Pico's last minute equaliser uh, against Brandon Bergen. I mean that was uh, that was a second away goal, gave us a chance to do what we did in the next round and and, and knock them out. So I think that was probably the uh, the most important goal um, that I've seen us score away. Uh, I'd like to see us play Ajax in Amsterdam. Uh, I've worked for Dutch Bank for a while, so I went to a few games at the uh, Amsterdam Arena, including seeing uh, Celtic beat them in the Champions League 3-1. Uh, I remember Chris Sutton scoring a massive bullet of a header into the goal that we were in with all the Celtic fans. Um, look, a proper football club, a proper European tradition, and uh, a city that would suit the Rovers fans all ends up. It's a, it's a great place for, um, for a few days. So I think, um, yeah, Amsterdam would be... Uh, probably number one. So the away trips, Reykjavik, um, Boleslav, Stockholm, Bergen. Uh, it's only one thing you can say about Rovers. They take you to places you wouldn't otherwise get to. Um, and the thing I enjoy about it the most is just being with Rovers people for a couple of days, which, uh, given I've been exiled since 1985, um, it's, uh, it's a great joy for me and my family. Uh, the stepsons all love it as well. Can't believe what a bunch of head cases follow Rovers, but it's all it's all great fun and uh, usually well behaved. Um, so look, great, great, uh, great trips. Um, I think uh, funny stories meeting Gary and the prof. Uh, well, I do remember um, in Stockholm, uh, I became friendly with a AIK director over the uh, hospitality the day before and convinced them to come to the Hammerby pub. Afterwards, and he confessed to me, Stefan, that that was the first time he'd been in that pub in 30 years. And if any if any of the Hammerby fans uh, recognised him, <laughs> he'd be in big trouble. So uh, we were there singing songs with uh, with Kerry and the Prof and the rest of the Rovers fans. It was a it was a great night. Now, Tifty's broadcasts, uh, I wouldn't confess to hearing every one of them, lads. Um, I tr- do try and listen to most, but look, a couple that um, stick out were the. Um, the Harry Kenny one I thought was great. Um, I was a big fan of Harry's as a player. I think we were born in the same year, so similar vintage. Uh, his insights into his time under Giles and McLaughlin uh, were tremendous. Um, you know, Harry was a, I think he played 13 seasons or something for us. A brilliant servant to the club. Um, and I, I was actually there the day he broke his leg, about five yards away uh, on the reserve dugout where he used to stand. And uh, I still remember that sound, horrible. But um, Harry obviously talked about that and the way he came back from that was brilliant. Uh, so I thought that was a great interview and uh, lovely to hear Harry reminisce about his time uh, at the Hoops um, and obviously uh, from a great Rovers family as well. So very much enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the um, chat with the sporting fellas. It was good to uh, hear a, um, a perspective from fellas who put a podcast together for a uh, a different club and a club outside outside Ireland, so I thought that was very good. Now, on the matter of t-shirts, lads, uh, look, I could probably I could probably take half a dozen from you. Um, Tifty's on tour. Hopefully, uh, I'm back in Europe next year, uh, if not sooner, uh, and enjoying um, all these wonderful away trips. Uh, and hopefully, the lads do us proud. I'm sure they will, and we get a result uh, away in Slovakia overnight. All the best. Yeah, so uh, we've been getting hammered for weeks to get Ben Stafford on. Yep, there you go. The debut.
of Stafford's cousin's uncle. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, we had Ray. Ray down under lockdown. Ray was class. Uh, did, Ray, did, he have, did he have the phone in his mouth? I think so. <laughs> All I can hear is the stack. Ray, you can leave a bit of a gap. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. have to eat it. Um, yeah, so great stuff. Great mm. to hear from from Ray. Uh, it's been a while. And who else have we got? We have Emma. Car- Carrots. Emma um, brought our son not Emma. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's staying in, prof. That's staying in. Well, see, what I was doing there. I was thinking about the photograph from Lithuania with Ellen and Emma. Are you sure that's the only thing you're thinking about, prof? Looking absolutely furious. Oh, the prof is getting filmed out here. And she's uh, so she brought that up. Uh, Ellen says a few people didn't answer our question about the shirts. Uh, Ellen said, "Put her down for two. Dan started asking me about sizes, and I had to say to him. No, it's actually a joke question. <laughs> yeah, he's we, like, yeah, can you get me a size triple uh, XL because of my extra long legs? <laughs> Have you seen Dan Fulham's legs? They're, In the South Stand, it was a scary thing. They're rather gangly. You know the Slender Man? You ever see the Slender Man movie? <laughs> it's fucking terrifying he is. But, um, yeah, um, so we'd... Uh, Tommy remembers you having a few too many in Prague gear. This, this is a, a character assassination. It's a slander. McDara. Didn't happen. Didn't see me with a bag of cans. Him, the old dub. No, these are all it's a Garage. slander. If someone said you didn't have a bag of cans, I'd say that didn't happen. Okay, right. I can meet you in the middle somewhere here. <laughs> but either way, I'm being slandered here, prof. Slandered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three, so brilliant. Three, three years later, we've still only produced two shirts. Yeah, we need to get the finger out, don't we? And just on Tommy, <laughs> we're the only ones who own them. <laughs> and just on Tommy, uh, I'm quite disappointed. You didn't bring up the lad. Getting stuck in the chimney in Poland. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. The story behind that was absolutely epic. There was guns and everything involved. Uh, was that not different? The fella in the chimney. No, there was a gun involved. There was. There was a gun involved in that one. And there was no. I think the chimney was Poland, and the gun was. (laughs) The fact that we're discussing this is brilliant. The gun was Czech Republic. Ah, the fact that we even had this conversation is fabulous. Yeah, so that was the hotline prof. Really, really, really enjoyable. Oh, can't wait to make more memories about it. So, Okay, so next up we have the stats. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. Stats <laughs> Yeah, you would have seen a few of these in uh, if you saw the graphic before the game. Uh, out of the four meetings and eight games between Slovak and Irish clubs, only one positive result from a League of Ireland club, and that was Sligo. In 2012 against Spartak Ternava, Jason McGuinness got a last-minute equaliser at home in the showground. So that's our friend Thanos's team, Spartak yeah. Ternava. So if we can get a win, it'll be the first time. Uh, like you said earlier, Burke are joint top scorer on four goals. Who's he joint top with? Bro? Level with Liam Tuhi and Billy Dixon. And is Fenderson interesting one? We're we're level with most games played now. Rob isn't on dock. Uh, we both have 85 now. And Dundalk are creeping up on wins. Oh. They have 17. We have 18 wins. They obviously overtook us on ties one last year because of their run, you know. Yeah. 12 ties one. We have 10 one. As for uh, <clears throat> League of Ireland appearances, Ronan Finn, as a result of that game, made a record 42 European appearances. That's the most by an outfield League of Ireland player okay. all time. Gary Gary Rogers still way out in front there. Yeah, 
54. Still a great start though. Sean Gannon pretty close too. Sean Gannon's 39. Yeah, he's flying along with this one. Yep. So, uh, we mentioned Vice earlier. He was the only player at the Euros, wasn't he? Uh, only Slovan player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you see Brazzer talking about the away goals? He he doesn't agree with the change. I don't either. I don't either. And I got hammered. I got hammered for. Yeah. I suppose time will tell. It's one of those. We might. Like what? Well, who was on Twitter was kind of saying, you know, our man Andy McNulty, the former goalkeeper, he was one of the blue bell. He's the tech manager now. He isolated only knockout, like latter stages knockout Champions League ties, and very few were decided by away goals. But I mean, if you throw in the qualifiers, I was looking from up, a League of Ireland perspective, from yeah. Rovers perspective is what we're coming from. I was looking up how many times it affected us, and we were knocked out by Linfield in the nineteen eighty four. Uh, European Ray, Cup Rick Ray spoke about is one of his yeah. worst memories <clears throat> we've only uh, in all competitions we've only won an away goal as one scare can you remember what it was Ooh. so it wasn't Europe it wasn't Europe it was a domestic kind of oh come on tell me the 2013 the Cup fucking see, away goals <laughs> in Satanta <laughs> Jesus that was the bitty then he last when he guys are turning yeah. his cross the fucking free yeah. kick yeah, and we've won three trophies on corners. Corner kick scare. An Intercity Cup and a Dublin City Cup in the 40s and 50s. Okay, they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? My dad actually remembers one of those. I think it was the 56 one. He remembers Liam Toohey in extra time, right? Forcing the ball out for a corner. And he said the stadium erupted like it was a goal. Because everybody knew the corner count. Fuck off. And they knew that would mean the trophy. So what did they do? Just keep it in the corner then? Just hold on to it? Like, oh, it's mad. Mad stuff, isn't it? Mad stuff. Yeah, so Manus and Scales, still the only players to start every game for us this season. Uh, 21. Still haven't kept a European clean sheet since Starnan at home. The 1 0 win. Yeah. So that's 11 now. And uh, Manus himself looking for his first clean sheet since St. Johnson in Europe 2013. Jesus. Prof is hitting us with the stats. There you go. Yeah, so next up, Prof. It's Jim Conroy starting 11s and predictions. Right, I'm doodling away here, Prof. Doodling away. How many dicks have you drawn here? <laughs> There's a couple of hairy, veiny ones, alright. Mostly, mostly funny faces here now and, and designs. But so, to start the show, you're talking about your town halls. <laughs> Starting elevens. There's some rude drawings. Waiting for your users. <laughs> right, so go, I'm going. Uh, I'm, you're, you're gonna probably be surprised. You're not gonna have the same team. Definitely not. Alright, so Manus, Pico, Scales, and Joey. Mm. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Scales and Joey. Yeah, I'm gonna go and put Joey in. Put him in. So are you starting Cabo? I'm going Greener, left wing back. Ooh. I'm putting Greener in there because he's got everything you need to have a bit of fight. I want a fucking fight here. I want a straightener. One on one knock. Outside Sin nightclub at three in the morning after drinking twenty bottles of bummers, six bad boys with the wristband hanging off your wrist. This is what I want. Greener on the left, Finner on the right. Gannon, you back to ring's end. This is the most changes from a game, I think, 
I'm going all out had. here. I'm going all out. So Green are on the left and Finn are on the right. They're not going to fuck about there. Our weakness is there. Our weakness is the left and the right wing back, especially on the right. Finner's not going to fuck about there, right? Tell Gary O'Neill, right? I'm going to have Watts, Mandrew and Gaffney. Borky's still on the bench. Ooh. Borky's on the bench and there's a lot of them now. We've got Bork, Green. Who have we got? Is Bork. O'Neill not on this team? Uh, O'Neill's in the middle of Tell. Right. So O'Neill and Tell in the middle. Watts, Mandrew, Gaffney. and you, So you've got Bork to come off the bench. You've got Gannon. You've, you've, um, you've Grace. So you've got options. I just think... <clears throat> Throw caution to the wind. Fuck it. Throw Watts on. You can bring on Bork if you need to. If you want to switch it around and take Finner off, put him in the middle to press, take off Gary O'Neill, you can bring Gannon on. I think there's a lot of structure and a lot of ways you can manipulate that team. Gaffney has to stay. And I just think Greener is that is going to be the bit, that bit of boy on the left-hand side. They won't expect him. They won't expect it. And you can get him whipping balls into Gaffney. I just think... And I'm going to go 2-0. I like the element of surprise because... <coughs> Like, say they've been scouting us. They would we'll never would, expect that. Would they even have seen Finner at right back? They're looking at the striker playing left wing back now. They're looking at Finner, captain, who's pressing, playing right wing back. They won't know what to fucking do. Hit them for six, 2 0. Mm-hmm. Penos <clears throat> into the south stand. Panenka from Richie Tell to win it. <laughs> oh. But if, if we can get 60, 70 minutes out with Joey, and if we can keep the clean sheet. It'd be worth it'd be worth the gamble. So I, I love your team there. Uh, one, isn't it? I'm gonna make one change though. Go on. I would you? rather Burke than Watts. Oh I knew I had a feeling I had a feeling. Now I was toying with myself there. Not not <laughs> Right. So yeah, what's your prediction? Yeah, like I said earlier, I I have a feeling of one all here. Yeah. I'm gonna go two now. Whether we'll score first or not, I don't know. Yeah. It would be heartbreaking if we scored first and then went out. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, I, I think we're going to pull it up to them and play well. So, yeah, that's it. That's the predictions on the start 11s. Prof, did you see Chris Turner in the paper? I like this. Chris Turner interview in the start. Remember the last time Manasseh had a penalty in Europe and reckons it could be an omen. We were right in line with this, if you remember. We were bang in line with it in the East End. It was it was a tame penalty, but uh, still, it happened. It was talent, wasn't it? Flora Talon, yeah. Flora Talon. Um, that was also Chris Turner remains the only Rovers player to score a Champions League goal in Tata. Still. Well, yeah, it was all, it was a wasn't it a tap in? I think it was a tap in. And yeah. Did we miss a penalty? And no. We hit the bar with a penalty. I'm thinking of something else. No, in Copenhagen we hit the bar, which might have been Chris Turner actually as well. Uh, it, was a, it was a header, and then Kranis nil nil the home. Didn't get going in the last 20 minutes, so that was nil-nil. Terrible memory, that was. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Chris Turner. And uh, 1,500 fans prop for the home leg. Get your ticket. Gold dust, hot snots, hot cakes, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,500 fans, and <coughs> let's make ourselves heard. Yeah, it's it's still a 2 nil. still a bit of a mountain to climb, but... It is. 1,500 fans, like we say. It can be done. And it's fo- yeah. Like, this would be low football. That's why we love football. They'll These be roaring us on. You never, you never know. It's why we love it. But the hoop scene, of course, the prof. I'm going to call it prof the literary genius now. Mm. Um, what have am we got I, this am I not the doc, no? Oh, the doc. Yeah, what have you got this week for prof? McCarty is still taking the piss out of Gaffney for calling the doc. I just had a little piece about you and I going away in Europe for the last three or four years. And Roomies. How, yeah, and just how like we get the players to 
go through the potential of poems. I quite like that. Yeah, that's, Fla- one, that's Fla- one of my favourite parts. Flashbacks to Tomer and Brandon Mele and, and all them. Uh, Robbie Gaffney actually has his own double page article in this programme and it's quite good. He's Because he played in, he, he said he missed 1978. I think he said he had a broken collarbone. Oh, it's an awful one. Um, so he didn't get to play until 1982 um, from Iceland. And uh, that was a good trip. But then they were outclassed by uh, Kriova, is that the, the Romanian yeah, team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally outclassed. It was funny, he's, he's just kind of comparing to now how they uh, they didn't know about the Romanians until 10 minutes into the match. And they're like, oh, okay, these are these are really good. Yeah. And nowadays <laughs> you get tons of reports beforehand. But uh, no, it was a great article by, by uh, Robbie. So once again, please, please, please get into the club mm-hmm. shop. Or sorry, buy the programmes. Buy all the programmes. In possibly so it's a, it's a great publication we all know this by now but the club shop prof come on let's go you want to do go on to. you you want to get your user umbro items <laughs> and you <laughs> <laughs> come on will you for fuck's sake and user black staff paddle and user <laughs> Is there a hoop souvenir? <laughs> oh, <why am> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the club shop users this week. Um, we're delighted to present the Junior Hoops Retro Raffle, the brainchild of the fantastic Bill Gleason. We're, we're friends now. We're friends. We're gonna cut this crap. We're friends until next week. He's named. He's named his bar. He's building a bar. He's named it the Tifty's Tavern. Gar Bill single-handedly with his own fists fought <laughs> Russian spam bots with a jetpack. With Mark Lynch on his on his jockey back jetpack, yeah. and the two of them beat up the Russian spam bots, and now they've a band, an indie retro band called Mark and Bill versus the spam bots. Garrett, these bots cost Hillary Clinton an election. Yeah, but they couldn't be Bill Gleason. They couldn't be Billy Boy. <laughs> so Bilbo has organised the prize, and we have the Retro Rovers ball signed by the twenty ten champions. Well. That's a, that's a beast of a prize. Signed pair of Jack Bourne's boots. Signed of his little girl feet. <laughs> Size 7. We're organising that one. We got them. We got one that one. And thanks to Figra for donating them. He won them in our boot raffle. Uh, number 18. Match day away jersey from the historic 18th league win. Ah, this is very, very cool. And tickets are just for your each. can be bought in the following ways. So you can go to PayPal. Juniorhoops at shamrockrovers.ie And you can go onto a link. And we'll post a link on our social media. It is a boy.stripe.com. I can't call that out, prof. <laughs> There's too much going on, but we will. You can revolute Bill Gleason as well. We won't call out his number. If you want to revolute uh, Bill, get in touch with us and we will do it through DMs. So that is the, another absolutely <coughs> fantastic uh, Great prize initiative. There. And thank fuck they stopped, fan- stopped sponsoring the match ball because we couldn't get a win for the life of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so please follow up with an email if you want different names on the tickets as well, prof. So no limit on porches and the draw will take place. Slogan Bratislava Home Toy July 13 Best of luck So buy 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 All the tickets you want And uh, it's a, it's for a great cause I mean you're going to build Bill's barrier Out his back garden from You know what I mean That's all the money's going for anyway So um, Yeah so great stuff Great stuff for the Junior Hoops Absolutely brilliant cause Once again And they do Savage work But um, Yeah so the prof <coughs> has me Has me speaking Slovakian also Pokrat chiching Hopingo Zboham Zboham